Talk a solo Beatles video cast of 2020. Uh, I am really glad to see you all here, and uh, we are going to have quite a show tonight. And uh, my uh, my co-hosts are holding up uh, some things, and so I think I think you kind of know what the show is going to be about tonight. Uh, and uh, yes, it is going to be about the album we've all been waiting for, McCartney Three. Uh, we also have a lot of news to get to as well. Practically within the last four to five days, all the it's, news uh, has, has happened. It's, so it's all too this, much, Kit. It's, it's all it's too all much. To, yeah, very, very good, good, Tom. I, I see what you did there. We have got so much news, so much to get to. So, so you know, pull up a chair, get that cup of cocoa, eggnog, whatever your beverage of choice ready. Uh, this is going to be a great show. And, uh, and of course, Happy holidays from all of us. The Fab Five, we're all here tonight. Mm. So uh, before we get to everything, uh, let me introduce myself and all my colleagues. And I'm going to mention, um, even though this year has been um, a very interesting year, to say the least, uh, we actually all reached some interesting um, milestones this, this year, as, as I thought yeah. about it. So I'm just yeah. going to mention that. Oh, um, wow. So first off, my name is Kid O'Toole. I'm the author of Songs We Were Singing. Guided Tours to the Beatles' lesser-known tracks and Michael Jackson FAQ, all that's left to know about the King of Pop. Uh, first of all, um, two things that happened with me. Uh, Ken Womack and I are finally coming out with our book next year. We've been working on this forever, and it's finally happening, so we're going to come out with that in March. And I'm going to be teaching my first online course in January on the history of Motown. So those are two big things that happened with me this year. So I'm very excited and we'll, you'll be hearing about those two things you know, later on. So, um, all right. So starting with, uh, let me start with Dr. Ken Womack down here and his two big accomplishments among many, uh, too many, or I think, uh, we'd go for an hour of the show. So we're just going to mention a couple here. Uh, he came out with the critically acclaimed uh, John Lennon 1980, uh, last, uh, last Days in the Life, um, which has really been one of the, the most talked about books of the year. Um, really uh, just a great portrait of John's uh, last year. There you go. I, I knew one of you would, would be <laughs> holding it up and, uh, you know, highly recommended. Plus, 
uh, can launch his own podcast uh, this year, uh, Everything Fab Four. So those are just two of, of uh, many things that he's accomplished. So Ken, welcome back. Glad oh, thank you so you. much, Kid. It's good to see my good friends here. Yeah, well, we're glad to glad to have you back with us. Absolutely. Um, all right. Tom Hanyati, he, of course, is the co-host of Two Legs, Paul McCartney podcast. And boy, you had quite a year with mm. your podcast. You, ex you expanded into a video cast yeah. and you now do live shows, um, <laughs> yes. which is really fun. You, you and Andy Nichols, your co-host, you've been doing uh, some great fun shows, ranking uh, the tracks. And uh, I've been having fun with you on yes. that. And, uh, and it's like really... Uh, the shows you've been doing, I mean, wow, you, you know, you've just been getting some incredible guests this year. Yeah. So, uh, so really, you've just been doing incredible things with two legs. So, uh, so congratulations on that. And welcome, Tom. Kit, you are a most gracious queen. We all bow <laughs> down to your superiority. And we are not worthy. Thank you for that. And uh, it's been just a great honor doing this show with you and and all of you guys i mean it's just been amazing oh you're so sweet well and right back at you that's for sure it's been great doing the show with you guys and we also have mean mr mayo aka joe mayo who boy did he reach a milestone yes. this year Ten thousand subscribers yeah yeah Ten thousand. i mean that's that is no mean feat. I and when you get to, when you get to fifteen, you get free burial in the Raccoon Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't laugh! You know where it is? Bismarck, North Dakota. That's, <laughs> That's pretty nice. <laughs> Joe is the Grand High Exaltic Mystic Ruler of the Raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. And then that was a Honeymooners reference. I I'm take guessing. It. <laughs> there I, always I, are. That's <laughs> right. So, so that is quite an accomplishment. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I, I know that number is going to double and at all in no time. So Another eight so, years or so. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> but that is an accomplishment. So Joe, congratulations on that. And as Thank always, you. welcome. Thank you, Sun Queen. Yes. Thank yeah. you very much. Hello, everyone. Absolutely. Be here, y'all. Or the and tree, the tree queen. We should call her this time. That's huh? right. I've got my <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be festive with my ugly Beatles Christmas sweater and the whole thing. And <laughs> last, but most definitely not least, Ken Michaels. He is the longtime host of the syndicated show, Every Little Thing, as well as the co-host of Things We Said Today. And he celebrated his two thousandth broadcast this year wow. of all of his shows all of his shows combined this one every little thing things we said today 2000 i mean that is an amazing accomplishment thank you and, Kit. And no really. one's more surprised than i am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really you don't know when you start that this is going to be this long journey that you're going to do for the rest of your career i yep. had no idea when i started doing it on college radio that i'd be doing it for close to 40 years now yeah. Um, so it's, amazing. it's incredible yeah wow so well and and so i mean that's really something to celebrate so so ken welcome welcome as thank always. you thank you kit <laughs> so oh go ahead sorry yeah, i just wanted to echo those words mm. that uh tom just said you know it's a great honor to be on this show with the rest of you 
Mm -hmm. I mean, part of the joy of doing the show is just the camaraderie between us mm -hmm. and getting to have you as friends as well as to work with you. So, uh, you know, Amen. that's <laughs> for sure. This is the show is really a joy to do and uh, and really. And so uh, so I'm sorry I took up uh, a little more time, but I just, you know, as I was thinking about the show tonight, I'm like, wow, I just want to mention this, that in spite of this being you know, not the best year. Um, I the more I thought about, it, I'm like, wow, we all had these these accomplishments. Yeah, with masks <laughs> and so forth, uh, we all had these accomplishments this year. So I thought that was that was worth pointing out. Very appropriate. Yes. And yeah. after all, it's not like it's not like we have a lot of news. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. We don't have much news at all. And uh, so yeah, so talking about that. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't mind me. Just yes, Joe, yes. we're trying getting to McCartney 3. trying to stand it up, but it's not working. Uh, and yeah. so, and of course, welcome to all of you. Uh, please, you know, leave your comments. We will keep track of them as best we can, and we'll get to as many as we can. But first, as always, Ken, hit us with that news. Well, <laughs> well, Joe, since you said there isn't that much news, maybe you'd like to read all this. <laughs> <laughs> My glasses aren't thick enough. <laughs> Actually, what an emotional roller coaster these uh, last few days have been. The exhilaration over the, over from Friday with McCartney 3 and the new Ringo song and EP news and then a major passing yesterday that we will talk about. And then today, um, well, actually last night, hearing about the, uh, the new video, the sneak peek into the Get Back film. And that so will be amazing. The last thing we talk about in the news will be about that. We're going to end the, on a high note with that. The best five or six minutes of 2020. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but first, I'm going to break this down by Beatle because there's so much that has accumulated. <laughs> I like, yes. I like is, that. <laughs> we haven't done a show in three weeks. A lot has happened, some of which you may not be aware of. So I'm going to run by them as quickly as I can. And some of you will comment about some of these things. Um, first, we'll start with the major news from Ringo. He just made available a brand new song about peace, love, and friendship called Here's to the Nights. This is part of a five-song EP called Zoom In, which he recorded in his home studio over the last six months. The EP is officially coming out March 19th next year. The song Here's to the Nights has Paul McCartney helping out on backing vocals, Steve Lukather on guitar, Ben Montench on piano, Bruce Sugar on synth piano, and on bass, Nathan East. Other people on the record are Joe Walsh, Cheryl Crow, Chris Stapleton, Lenny Kravitz, Ben Harper, Dave Grohl, star-studded cast right there, and the song was written by the great Diane Warren who also wrote another song in the Ringo catalog. Hmm. Anyone know what that is? Hmm. Little yeah, trivia, yeah. just to start off the show. Hmm. Um, in a Heartbeat from Time oh, Takes I, Time I like was written by, by Diane Warren, yeah. Now the EP has Ringo collaborating with a variety of songwriters and producers, including Jeff Zobar on the title track to Zoom In, Zoom Out, which also features The Doors' Robbie Krieger on right. guitar. Another song is Teach Me to Tango, written by Sam Hollander, who's known for his work with uh, Panic at the Disco and Weezer and Katy Perry, also for two songs on What's My Name. And uh, another song is Waiting for the Tide to Turn, co-written by Ringo alongside reggae pioneer Tony Chin and engineer Bruce Sugar. And the last song is Not Enough Love in the World, written by Steve Lukather with fellow Toto member Joseph Williams. You can now pre-order the EP on most outlets, including Amazon, where it's available on CD, vinyl, and digitally. 
Ringo just posted a holiday message uh, wishing us a Merry Christmas and a different New Year. <laughs> and um, he also released a video for the song with all the musicians involved. And I'm sure all you guys have uh, heard the song and probably oh, seen yeah. the video. Any comments you'd like to make? I, I think it's a very good song. And, uh, you know, Ringo hasn't had a big hit in a long time. And I can't help thinking that given the circumstances of how it's celebratory, there were a lot of stars on there too. And we're getting to the end of the year, kind of like almost a New Year's song, raise a glass, kind of here's, here's to the nights. There's a big buzz about it already with the video and everything. And I think, you know, if they were to put it out right now, maybe there would be more of a chance of it doing something. Not that I expect, you know, Ringo to have a big hit, but this is the closest I've seen of him maybe having one. And I'd hey, like to sure. see that. I'd love to see it, but you know that the stations that play the, the top singles of today are not going to play Ringo. Well, I, I keep thinking about all the guest stars. I don't mean, to, I don't want to make it sound like I'm taking anything away from Ringo, but I figure because of Cheryl Crow and everybody that's on there, Lenny Kravitz and Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl on there? Dave uh, Grohl, uh, yeah. Okay, yes. Anyway, all the ones that I had read about, I just thought maybe it would be more of a communal thing and the feeling of like, let's get out of 2020, look forward to the mm. next year. Maybe that would sell. If not, you know, Ringo would be like almost secondary, you know, to it in a way. Mm. Any other comments? Um, I think it's a fun song. Um, I, you know, he sounds great. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it really, uh, I, I think is a perfect uh, theme for right now. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, people have been sort of likening it to George's uh, Ding Dong in, in a way, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. which I can sort of see the comparison. Um, you know, it is kind of, as you said, Joe, raise your glass and, and yeah, right. you know, toast your friends. And, you know, so, I mean, it is, it, it is timely. Uh, that's, that's for sure. I think it's a fun song. I don't know if I see it as being like a big hit for him, but, mm. but I think it's definitely a perfect song for him and and uh yeah certainly having diane warren write it is uh, oh. is a bonus because she's sure a hit maker that's that's for sure hey i wanted in a heartbeat as a single i thought yeah. that was a terrific song mm -hmm. but uh, yeah and and uh there's one really long note that mm. ringo hits right. at the end yeah. and it's you know Pretty reminded good. me of with a little help from my friends how he was encouraged yeah. to, to yeah. sing that last note yeah, but, yeah and, there's a, and there's a little laugh at the end. Did you notice Ringo yeah. laughs? At yes, chuckles at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like speaking, it. A speaking of, with a little help from my friends, I think this is where this track really just annoys me. I'm getting, I'm just tired of the with my little little help from my friends from Ringo. I mean, it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. And the track is just okay, mediocre to me. Um, hopefully, by the time we review the EP, my thoughts on this will change. But as of right now, I don't think he sounds good singing this song, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Different opinion. Hey, we should yeah. appreciate that honesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, yeah, we're going through my screaming therapy right there. So that's, uh, you know. Primal Hunyadi. Primal, primal Hunyadi. <laughs> that's right. Look out. It's a new year, baby. <laughs> a new time. All right. Well, Ringo tweeted that his new single was number one on iTunes. Yes, that's yeah, awesome. Right. And Wonderful Christmas Time is number three on iTunes. <laughs> this is according to Ringo. I haven't checked myself. Who's, who's to question Ringo? And the uh, McCartney 3 album is at number one on iTunes. We're not talking about Billboard, though. 
Right. Ringo tweeted, wow, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> the boys are back on top. Peace and love. Peace and love. Ringo is interviewed in Rolling Stone by Rob Sheffield. And Ringo talks about uh, not only this EP, but he's also putting out two books. One of those books is about his all-star bands called Ringo Rocks, 30 Years of the All-Stars, 1989 to 2019. It's a new retrospective limited edition hardcover book available exclusively online at Julian's Auctions for $39.99 with proceeds going to benefit Ringo's charity, the Lotus Foundation. It's described as a commemorative photo memoir uh, featuring never-before-seen photos of the all-star band's 30 record-setting years in the spotlight and life on the road, compiled by Henry Diltz and Jill Jarrett, as well as exclusive images from many other photographers and members of his touring crew. Along with the photos are Ringo's candid stories, looking back as the leader of one of the longest-running touring bands in the world, and all that goes into managing a band of legends. It also includes a forward from Joe Walsh. There are sections in the book that covers Ringo's world-renowned exhibition, Ringo, Peace and Love, at the Grammy Museum. That was in 2012. And Ringo's induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015. And there's even a chapter on Ringo's love affair with Ludwig Drums. You can also order a copy of this book autographed by Ringo, for which only 500 copies were made for $495. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> Near bag of show. <laughs> and if you're interested in the book, the regular priced one or the uh, hefty priced one, go to juliansauctions.com. That's J-U-L-I-E-N-S auctions.com. Ringo also has a second book coming out, Painting is My Other Madness. And hopefully I'll find out more about that uh, by, by the next show. Ringo was just interviewed in the Beverly Hills Courier, uh, the piece called A Rare Conversation. He appeared on the Today Show on uh, last Thursday. All right. Um, that's all the Ringo news. We move on to John. A few weeks ago, we saw a brand new post on Facebook saying an announcement for the new Plastic on All Band box set will be coming in January and that it will have 159, 159 <laughs> new mixes. And this appears on their brand new website, Plastic on All Band. Forget it. There's not 160. They couldn't make it 160. <laughs> Thanks to Kevin Martin for this uh, information, but um, we know it's coming out early next year. I'm not sure if this means it's coming out in January or the announcement's coming in January. Yeah, but, um, announcement, I think. I mean, because right. you look at it, what Paul gave us, uh, what a good almost two months. Ringo's given us three months, you know? Uh -huh. So yeah, I would I would expect that it's the it's just the announcement. Or at least my wallet hope it's, hopes it's just the announcement. <laughs> yeah, really. Slow down. Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to be in debt by the end of 2021. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. uh, more news here. This is thanks to Tom, who mm. sent this to me a few weeks ago. John's recent compilation of Give Me Some Truth will have an exclusive vinyl release through Target. It will be an oh, opaque vinyl. blue vinyl, mm -hmm. and it's due out February the 19th. Mm. I'm sure Tom's already ordered it. No comment from Tom. No comment. <laughs> John is also on the front cover of the February 2021 issue of Mojo Magazine, issue 327, with the heading on the title, John Lennon, 1940 to 1980, The Long Goodbye. 
And also there was a wonderful piece done on NHK World Japan TV. It's an interview with Sean Lennon discussing the new Give Me Some Truth compilation and how important it is to him to keep John's music and his message of peace alive in the world. I enjoyed watching that interview. Love watching anything with Sean. Yeah. I love anything yeah. he has to say. He's so articulate and just so yeah, heartfelt really. in everything that he says. Thanks to John Bazzini for that information. Um, and one last piece of news on John. This comes from Consequence of Sound. We hear that on January the 8th, to celebrate David Bowie's birthday, two oh, unreleased yeah. cover versions, unreleased cover versions that Bowie made, one for John Lennon's mother mm. and the other a Bob Dylan song, Trying to Get to Heaven will be released as a limited edition, two song, seven inch single from Rhino Records. A total of only 8,147 copies will be made. The first 1,000 of which will be cream colored. Digital downloads and streams are also being promised. Bowie recorded his version of Mother with Tony Visconti producing Excellent. for a John Lennon, this is for a John Lennon tribute compilation album mm. that never happened. Mm. I didn't write it down. I'm pretty sure that was in 1998 when okay. David Bowie recorded this. Only one news announcement here about George. Pitchfork has announced that there will be a three-disc box set from Bob Dylan <laughs> coming, and it's called 1970, which will include outtakes from his albums New Morning and Self-Portrait, released that year. So this is a 50th anniversary release. This will include outtakes from the session Bob had with George Harrison on May the 1st, 1970, where they played nine songs including covers and Dylan originals. Among the Dylan songs are One Too Many Mornings, Gates of Eden, uh, Mama You've Been On My Mind, The Everly Brothers, All I Have To Do Is Dream, and Carl Perkins, Matchbox. And that is due out on February 26th. And then there's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you say Maud or Paul? What is that? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing there. Here we go. <laughs> uh, let's see. First of all, it was Jeez. announced today, December 21st, a special offer from Amazon that you can order McCartney 3 as a download for only $3.99. And this offer is good for three days. Keeping that <laughs> see free what he did there? <laughs> yeah. But that's a great price. It right is. $3.99. I for nothing. Physical media or bust. <laughs> I'm with you there, Joe, but hey, not everybody feels that way. No. For the younger generation, great way to discover the new album, get the digital download, $3.99. Sure. Uh, McCartney 3 News, last show we learned that in addition to all the various colored vinyl and CD bundles being released, they issued a CD, an SHM CD version of McCartney 3 in Japan that has all four bonus tracks that are also on the colored CDs. And they are alternate versions of songs from the album, Women and Wives, studio outtake. Lavoratory Lil, I had to make <laughs> sure I pronounced that because I keep saying laboratory. Lavoratory Lil Studio. It's lavatory. <laughs> I'm doing Paul's You're right. Voice. You're right. I just yeah. <laughs> I knew I was going to screw that up. Schedule. Schedule is correct. Yeah. Schedule that... is not correct. <laughs> Schedule. The, ki uh, the, the Kiss of Venus is a phone demo. And Sliden, what they call a Dusseldorf jam. Yeah, we'll be talking about those recordings when we review McCartney three in a few moments. Uh, it was announced a few weeks ago. This is where Tom, you, Joe, you got to help me out on this. An exclusive <laughs> new yellow version 
Yes. Uh, vinyl version for McCartney 3 now available. Yes. Only 3,000 copies available worldwide. Music Vaults. He knows it. Okay. Yep. Um, there's also a blue vinyl version exclusive to the U.S. and Canada. Barnes that's and available. Nobles. Yep. Sorry, and, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. <laughs> and a, vi a violet vinyl yes. version. McCartney.com. Oh, my. <laughs> when there's a Beatle Jeopardy. I'm gonna put him on it's right here. It's all Maybe. right here on this <laughs> list. <laughs> Wait, waiting to get to my doorstep. <laughs> also, wow. uh, just announced last Thursday... You can get the McCartney 3 album as a deluxe digital album through his website with the same four bonus tracks hmm. that I just mentioned that are on the Japanese CD and the, and the colored CDs. Of course. All right. Uh, <laughs> Paul has continued to put out EPs through Spotify, always on a Friday, uh, with six songs that have a theme to them following his first two, which dealt with home and Christmas. He put out one on November 27th with the theme of family. And on December 4th, he put out one with the theme of love. A very interesting promotion for McCartney 3 in coordination with Amazon Music. They ran what they called a 12 Days of Paul campaign. And the idea was to pick 12 major cities from around the world, display a mural in each city, uh, which would have the sheet music for a different song from McCartney 3. Mm. And they would then encourage musicians who presumably have not heard Paul's new recordings of these songs to cover them on their own and make a video for it. So obviously, especially in this pandemic, I doubt fans would try to visit these murals, but somehow fans were provided a link to see the sheet music. They uh, could then cover the song, make a video of it, send it to Paul's own website and on social media using the hashtag 12 days of Paul and tagging Paul McCartney. I have seen many of these online of various fans covering songs from McCartney three. Some of them are really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that most of them heard them from the leaks anyways. So they didn't need the sheet music. I'm sure. Kind of ironic that all yeah. these covers sound very much like Paul's version. <laughs> <laughs> and coinciding with this campaign, Amazon music, has launched Rediscover McCartney, a brand new expertly curated career-spanning playlist of Paul McCartney's music available exclusively through Amazon Music. It's an eclectic and essential collection of songs from Paul's solo catalog, 31 songs in total mm. from the first McCartney album through Egypt Station. A few more items here on Paul, <laughs> continuing to premiere, this is three weeks worth here, Tom. <laughs> He's premiering newly remastered videos um, of his solo yes. songs on YouTube. Coming up, we talked about premiering November 20th. A few weeks ago, he premiered the remastered video for Waterfalls. And like I said, it really makes you wonder if there's a McCartney Years remastered box set in the works. That would be nice. Yep. Although you'd really have to update it since yeah. it came out in 2004 with all the other videos. Exactly. That follow. Yep. Paul's appearances in interviews. I think I mentioned on the last show, he was on a, a new podcast show called Smartless, which is hosted by Jason Bateman with Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. He also appeared on the podcast show, The Adam Buxton Show. That was over an hour long, really good interview that I listened to. 
Um, he was also on Howard Stern's show as well. Last Thursday night, Paul was on Jimmy Fallon's show and also on Chris Rock's uh, YouTube show, which is called Released, where they premiered the new video for Find My Way. Along with that new video, there are now other lyric videos made for songs from McCartney 3, including Women and Wives. How do you say it? Lavatory. Lavatory Lil. Yeah. Three syllables. Okay. It, fits, it fits the beat. Okay. I'm just going to call it Lil. From now on. Uh, <laughs> and When Winter Comes. Right. Last Friday, he's a busy guy here. He was on BBC Radio 4 on their Today program. I was listening to that this morning. Um, it was interesting talking about how the pandemic has affected him, how much he misses touring, and how his crew has actually been affected by the tour. But uh, he says he spent a fortune on yeah. insurance fees for his crew. Yeah. And well, that really paid off for him in a big way yeah. this well, year. His, his voice shouldn't be missing touring. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I think his voice, you know. We'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Was Tom Hunyadi always this critical? <laughs> this is the you're new getting, Tom. You're getting yeah, roasted in so. the comments, yeah. Tom. What's going on with him? <laughs> I tell you, the new Tom Hunyadi has a surprise for me every minute. <laughs> <laughs> has very good, Joe. Very good. Honeymooners. Yeah. Um, Honeymooners, yes. Um, let's see. What else? He also commented about streaming services and how artists are not paid that much for streaming, but the services are so powerful these days. And on Saturday, he was interviewed for an hour on the Idris Elba show on BBC Radio 2. And he was on CBS this morning <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. All right. A few more items left. Rolling Stone magazine has just put out their list of the top 50 albums of 2020. Mm -hmm. And McCartney 3 ranks number 40, which is not bad for coming out just under, cool. under the wire. Nice. They call the album his most adventurous since chaos and creation in the backyard. Mm. In this uh, crazy world of the Billboard charts the last few years, they've accepted classic and newer Christmas songs on the Billboard Hot 100. And Wonderful Christmas Time has debuted at number 45. Uh -huh. Oddly enough, Happy Christmas War is Over is not on the Hot 100. Oh, that that's is, a crime. How could that be? I'm surprised. I don't know. The McCartney 2 album is at number 168 because it has Wonderful Christmas Time on it. And um, give me some truth has reappeared at number 189. Excellent. Also, two Beatle albums. One is at 117, Abbey Road at 57. And this is something really exciting I know you want to talk about. Very big news <laughs> announcement about Paul, according to Spin Magazine. He and producer Rick Rubin will be joining forces in creating a six-part documentary on the history of Paul's career. A trailer has been released in which Paul and Rick are in a non-disclosed studio location. I think it's Rick's studio. Mm. Uh, discussing how the bass guitar can clothes. control a band. What was that, Ken? What, Ken? You, you shouldn't disclose, but go on. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say anything about it being Rick Rubin's studio then. Okay. Um, <laughs> it says how uh, they're actually using original Beatles masters mm. um, from Abbey Road for the first time. Right. Endeavor content will finance the project and handle worldwide sales. Film 45 is producing uh, this along with 
Frank Marshall, who just directed the new documentary on the Bee Gees. And the trailer for Paul's documentary just says, coming soon. Now, if anything, that news announcement should show the clout that our own kid O'Toole has in influencing Paul's moves. Because when we talked about who we'd like to see Paul work with, who did kids say? <laughs> Rick, Rick Rubin. Yep. Listen, if 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 right, there could be at least one song that they did together. Then that document, that six part, or however many parts, will be will be worth it. I mean, that'd be just so cool if they ended up, you know, doing a song together. Well, we haven't heard anything about that, but yeah. uh, so I just want to thank Paul for for listening to me and and listening to the <laughs> show, and and I look forward to to hearing what they'll do together. Very good. Oh, Bob Dylan, Paul Simon. <laughs> yep, there you go. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Yes. <laughs> again, again. Okay, uh, I'm going to skip uh, skip some of this news and save it for oh, things we said today because this is going on pretty long. Yes. But, um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we have to talk about the passing of Chad Stewart, yeah. who was one half of the team of Chad and Jeremy, part of the British invasion. They were known for such hits as A Summer Song, Yesterday's Gone, Willow, Weep For Me, Distant Shores. Uh, both Chad and Jeremy and Peter and Gordon were the two big duos to emerge out of the British invasion. They even appeared, Chad and Jeremy, on some of the top TV shows of the 60s, like The Dick Van Dyke Show, The Patty Duke Show, and even Batman. Hmm. And uh, Chad died from pneumonia. It was not COVID-related. And he was 79. Very sad to hear this. I had the pleasure of interviewing the two of them together uh, about 10 years ago and also Chad on his own. And the, the Chad Stewart, the solo one, is on my website if anyone wants to listen to it. KenMichaelsRadio.com on my more interviews page. Talks about the history of Chad and Jeremy. Lots of Beatle talk as well. But uh, very sad news to hear uh, right there about Chad Stewart. And then finally, the most recent news, at least as of this second, is uh, the teaser that we have now seen online for the upcoming Get Back film. There is an introduction from the director, Peter Jackson, explaining how the pandemic caused a delay for its release, and they had to continue working on it in New Zealand, where the pandemic is under control. <laughs> and they uh, presented a montage about four minutes taken from the film of the Beatles having fun, clowning around and working on songs like Two of Us and Get Back. What a joy it's been to watch this and so tempting. You know, uh, the picture quality is amazing. Just seeing them yes. have fun. Oh. Oh. Not, a, not a frown to be found. <laughs> no. no, not at all. So what do you guys think of uh, this teaser? Wonderful. Each Wonderful. of you. <laughs> you say. Everybody? Yeah. I loved all the outfits they were wearing. <laughs> I, uh, honestly, I would be like Tom Hunyadi, who buys every variation of everything available. If I could get that John Lennon striped shirt, uh huh, that thing is good looking. That is a great looking shirt on a great guy. I would well, buy. What a look shirt. is equally as good on you. That is I the question, um, especially with the hair. <laughs> I, uh, I love the video. I think it was wonderful. There were images that I think many of us had not seen. Uh, it was crisp. It we mm. owe a great debt to Michael Lindsay Hogg and his team for capturing the footage so well. Yes, you yeah. know, mm. fifty years ago, uh, fifty-one years ago, uh, 
my God, almost 52, right? Um, just magnificently. Um, and of course, a lot of credit to Jackson and his crew for, uh, for the restoration. Oh. I still maintain, uh, it, you know, it, it's wonderful to watch. I hope they tell this story the right way, though, which is to recognize that it's a come from behind victory. And if you notice, a lot of those smiling, happy faces are at Apple Studio and mm. not Twickenham. Right. Yes. And there's a reason why. And, and this is one of those great moments um, where they snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat in a matter of a couple of days. And you can see George Martin's back in the fold and mm. he's happy and there's a smile on his face. He's happy to see Glenn Johns. You know, they're, they're, it's, it's very selective, but it, it sure is beautiful. Especially yes. that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I, so, so much to love in that thing. Right. Seeing uh, Paul and, and John doing, doing a little dance. And, uh, and at the end, I see John hugging Ringo. Oh, yep. it's a love fest. Everybody, everybody's happy. Smile. Love, love, love. But I, I'm really looking forward to it this way. I'm looking forward to the joyous uh, celebration of uh, Get Back. Yeah, like well, like Womack said, yeah. Please tell the story correctly. Absolutely, the restoration looks absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's it's what we dream about. I mean, dream about seeing. You know, obviously we, we got, yeah, we got the we've got we've got the bootlegs. We got we got the old VHS or, or laser disc copies that just look like you know. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks beautiful. I mean, the bit where Paul and John are singing the two of us without moving yep. their lips is, is yeah. just hilarious. You know, when John's yeah. got his shirt over his knees and jumping yeah. up and down is, yep. is, is just precious. Oh. And but yeah, I mean, they're they're happy. We, we were warned about this. that They were happy. So <laughs> now we just need to get used to it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, me too. I mean, the, yeah, the quality of the footage, I mean, it looks like it could have been recorded today. I mean, I, I just was yeah. stunned, absolutely stunned. Um, and uh, absolutely, I mean, and as long as we have the other version too, which will, will be restored and, and all that will have both yeah, sides of the out. story, you know, we get the full picture, then that's, yeah. that's great. Um, yeah. Loved seeing, you know, and, and Heather, you know, love seeing her interacting with mm. Paul. I uh, can't wait to see what the deal is with Paul climbing up the pole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, what was that story about? behind that? That had to have been twicking them right there. Yeah. yeah. That had it to look, look like gym class or something. Like yeah. I mean, what, now, I want to know, I want to know what the story is there. Um, <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it just really looked, um, you know, and, and George looked engaged in. in How often know, do you someone? see George play the drums? Yes, right. George playing the drums. And I want to know the story behind that. There is just so much, uh, so many questions. I, I absolutely cannot wait for this. Um, Speaking of questions, the one and only Michael Lindsay Hogg agreed to come on two legs, but closer to the um, through really? to the release of this. Ooh. I had a lot of questions before I saw this trailer. Now that I've seen this <laughs> montage or collage, whatever, whatever you want to call it, I have even more questions for him. Uh, Make a list. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, don't interrupt. <laughs> you see that scene? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bomb. They cut an yeah. F-bomb out of that scene. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, they did. Yep. It's a wonderful little moment, you know, in jest, of course. Yeah. Mm. Bomb in yep. jest, but for fun. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's Disney. Yep. <laughs> I loved all the stuff you mentioned. I love Ringo's really uh, bright green suit, all green. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, Tom, two of us. 
you know, John yeah. and Paul clenching their, their yeah, teeth. teeth. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 It was really, you know, stuff that Poor we've never Jack's seen before. Applesauce. <laughs> Brady Bunch fans. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Anything I've never seen before, I look forward to. Oh, and uh, right? the more information you take in, the more that you learn, the more you process the full of the picture that you'll get. So... I mean, I'm sure you if, you, if you have the the, the complete 85,000 disc bootleg of the Get Back Sessions, you've probably heard a lot of this, but to see it is what mm -hmm. I'm really, you know, looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we're running out of our, uh, you know, I, I was thinking as I watched that, those video images, we are running out of our holy grail moments, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so point. what are the holy grail moments left in the Beatles story? You got... Carnival of Light, which few people have heard, um, the complete uh, tape from September 1969. Yes. Those good bits of it are now available. Mm -hmm. um, the 27-minute Helter Skelter. I mean, what is once we have, you know, the full rooftop concert? Once we have a restored version of the Let It Be doc and and all of this other wonderful footage, what is what is left to us out there that we mm. don't have? Yeah. That's true. What are the big mysteries? The other, right. the other fifty-four hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which actually, I, I, honestly, I wouldn't want to see all of it. I don't think. And obviously, I what Neil Aspinall took a lot to the grave. Yeah, yeah. true. Mal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mal. He did it was too. nice to see Mal in this footage. Yes. 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 Oh yeah. That was great to see him. Absolutely. Mm. So. A All lot of live, a lot of live oh, image, a lot of live shows too. I mean, I think would be a great uh, thing to have, whether it's a complete show like the Budokan stuff or, you know, the I'm last show. About in... the, I'm worried about the performance of Budokan. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah not going to be great. But for complete, for com yeah. I guess for completest reasons. But mm. yeah, so I'm just happy with everything they put out. You mm -hmm. know, it's like I, I'm not good. <laughs> You know, I don't have to have every everything on tape, every breath, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I'd like to see more come out. But mm -hmm. hey, there's, I would love to see all 54, 55 hours on video myself. Who wouldn't? You know, we're not going to get that, but <laughs> yep, that'd be wonderful. Uh, yeah. Great. Okay. All let's... right. Is that so all? That's the news. All the news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I edited. That was edited down. That was edited down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh wow. All right, everybody. I, I can. I can. Tom was rubbing his hand, so I think he's he's ready to go. Um, all right. Before we start, um, I think it was Mar uh, Maria. Maria mentioned that um, when we were talking about Paul and Rick Rubin, that uh, that uh, Paul should collaborate with me. So from from uh, from your lips to Paul's ears, Maria. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so moving, moving on. Um, all right, McCartney 3. Now, we all know the story behind this. He recorded this during Rockdown. I know we've all heard that term, and some people say they've had enough of their hearing that. coined that phrase? It seems like <laughs> something that anybody could think up, but yeah, it's very, right. very good. Very yeah. good I never heard anybody say it before until him. Yeah, that's the yeah, first time I heard so, it. You know, I guess he's, he's termed, you know, that's it's, it's, it's cute. But uh, but we know the story. He, he did that. And, um, you know, and this he is now, well, I don't know if he's completed the trilogy, but but uh, he's decided it will be a trilogy. What if it's a uh, tetralogy? Yeah, a tetralogy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, who, who knows? Uh, welcome, it's, 
You can also yeah. call it a quaternion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Those are the there only you, two I have, though. There the you quartet. go. <laughs> we'll, we'll stop there. And, uh, call it so, a ham bone. Four strikes in a row. Yeah, there you, <laughs> there you go. So, the you know, the hype has been really big on this. Um, we, I think, all had expectations coming into this. Um, so why don't we start this discussion with general impressions? And, and I'll say, I didn't quite know what to expect uh, coming from this. You know, I didn't know if this was going to be, um, you know, hearkening back to McCartney one, or was this going to be kind of an experimental vibe, you know, like, you know, McCartney too. Um, and, you know, I want to throw out to you guys and, and see what you think is, in a way, I think this is kind of a hybrid, um, you know, that on the one hand, you do get some ele- elements on here that are more acoustic and, and harken back a bit to a McCartney one, that homespun feel. But then there are some tracks on here that do have that experimental feel not so much of a synthesizer but um but are more extended and and have that sort of um you know that feel to it um you know so it so it's a bit of a hybrid but it also you know in what some of it could have been a fireman album um for me so it's it's really you know it's not what i quite expected um and and in in many good ways you know and it's it's more adventurous in some places than i thought it would be so it was a real mixed bag for me and and surprising in in a good way so uh so uh uh kim womack why don't we start with you because you wrote a great review um on uh, on salon a while ago um and uh you know which i encourage everybody to read if you haven't already but ken what were your overall impressions when you when you first heard it um well uh i i found it to be just a great wonderful breath of fresh air um i adore uh just from the, the way it begins with that incredible lick on the acoustic guitar you know i and my memory banks may be failing me here, but I don't think I've ever heard anything really quite like that from Paul. Mm. Um, and it, uh, I thought it was a tour de force, uh, really from that moment forward, it just blew me away. Um, and it, it never really stopped doing that. Um, I, I won't say it's a perfect album. I bet Paul wouldn't say it's a perfect album, but it, it really riveted me in ways that he had not done in a long time. And there was, and you know what it is, it's the most intangible but greatest part of uh, any musical fusion. It's what made the Beatles uh, superlative um, or the Who or you name it. And that's energy. It has an energy to it um, from beginning to end. Even the postscript from 1992, I guess, uh, at at the very end fit uh, seamlessly and it participated uh, in its own postscript kind of way in that energy. The playing is just top notch, you know, to hear him work the, the drums or, or the keyboards um, and, and, and all of his wonderful guitar work, that down and dirty, uh, let me roll it uh, kind of bone crunching uh, guitar stylings. Um, and uh, I was reminded, I, I've now written a second piece, by the way, on this oh. um, uh, for our friends um, at, uh, I guess, Beatle Fan where I, I elaborated and I elaborated with the help of our good friend, Joe Mayo. Um, mean Mr. Joe. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the reason I did is I, I was, I, I observed him 
in, uh, in an online chat pointing out something about Paul that I thought was really useful. He is old. <laughs> I loved it. And I quoted it and uh, in, in all the right ways, because yeah. uh, what we've been privileged uh, to listen to now uh, since Paul, uh, since Love Me Do, right? Since they recorded Love Me Do in June 1962, is a guy who has shared uh, his entire life with us, really, right? Uh, it's quite, quite amazing when you think about it. Um, and we have had the honor of watching him develop. And uh, as, as so many people are point to quick, quick to point out, I almost said point to quick out, uh, <laughs> quick to point out, uh that you know well he doesn't sound like he did once no kidding he's you know he <laughs> is it. quote joe he's old uh but what what a wonderful journey to follow his voice which was the best in rock music for a long damn time uh and listen to him work it now and and tease that instrument into other places uh and i i just adore this thing i think it's uh it's energy that makes it different than so many of his recent records. Yep, absolutely. I mean, and, and you feel like when, you know, from that first cut, as you said, Ken, you, you know, you know, this is, you know, those first notes, you know, you're in for something different. That's, that's the exact first impression I got as well. So Ken Michaels, what do you think? What were your first impressions when you heard this? Well, I've learned to never, ever give a review after one listen to an mm -hmm. album. And the first time I heard uh, McCartney 3, I was completely underwhelmed by it all. Mm -hmm. But by the third or fourth listen, I was really hooked. It's the same thing I went through with Egypt Station. Mm -hmm. But um, kind of like what you were saying, uh, Kit, I was, I was expecting something closer to the first McCartney album, mm -hmm. more so than McCartney 2. I kind of felt like Paul was in that mood for a lot of acoustic stuff. And... He certainly was, <laughs> judging, by, judging by this album, starting off with that wonderful instrumental with that acoustic guitar leaping right at you, right in your face, you know, <laughs> to have um, an acoustic uh, guitar instrumental up tempo like that. I don't think he's done much of that. I mean, like sing along junk, which is not up tempo, you know, to, and to start an album that way. You know, one of the great things about following Paul is that he is unpredictable. You really don't know what direction he's going to go into. And after a few listens, uh, I, I'm starting to feel like a lot of fans who, and I'm, I'm, I'm remembering when Egypt Station came out, and I, I remember hearing fans saying, oh, it reminds me of, of Ram mixed with Tug of War. Well, you know, when I listen to this album now, it reminds me more of chaos and creation mm. in the backyard because of the simplicity of the production. Not that it's all uh, simple, but it's very organic. And the production on chaos and creation, what Nigel Godrich brought was like, they were, you know, glorified demos that they were just right. Everything was just mixed right, not overproduced, not overlaid with a lot of different instrumentation, just what was necessary. And you know, as I listen more and more to this album, I've listened now, I think it's 11 times. It's become for me like a, it, it's like a near perfect album. There's always songs in the very beginning that you like initially. Find oh, My yeah. Way, oh. absolutely. First yeah, listen, loved it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but then there are other ones that, you know, took a while to grow on me. And um, it is very much, 
in some ways a combination of McCartney and McCartney too. Nothing like uh, the McCartney two temporary secretary type songs or bogey music. There's nothing like that in here, but it's a, it is a very organic feeling album closer to me like McCartney, but I will explain later on why I say chaos and creation a bit more. Yeah. What, but uh, yeah, I really have grown to love the album now. Hey, yeah, it is a slow burner. I found that too. Absolutely. Mm. Um, Tom, dying to hear what you think. Um, <laughs> well, listen, I, I'll be honest with you. You know, we got the announcement. It's excited. We're only two year wait. I mean, I, I mean, how much happier can you be about that? We're only a two year wait. And then, you know, after a couple hours, after spending, you know, several hundred dollars because of all the different variations, <laughs> um, my excitement kind of waned down a little bit. <laughs> but then uh, a couple of weeks later, thanks to someone who shouldn't have played a couple of songs on his radio show, uh, listened to Find My Way. And then my excitement just skyrocketed again, because like you said, Ken, there's a few of those songs that you'll get in McCartney's catalog that you're going to just get hooked right away and that was the song for me first listen find my way then unfortunately i listened to that crappy leak and then my expectations kind of you know fell a little bit mm. but then obviously then the album comes out and yeah slightly a little bit better three third time listening i'm really liking it sixth time listening i'm liking it more than egypt station i mean the the layers on this album i i'm, I'm really appreciating what I really love is that there's no flavor of the month producer on this album. I love it's just Paul McCartney and him trusting his instincts and just getting back to basics. You know, I mean, yeah, it's you know, you get the the, the beatle here and there and you get the, the acoustic and you get the, you know, the piano, but it's just him. And, and you know, with besides one track that we that is in question, I think, but um it's just him and I'm really just enjoying this every time I listen to it and I haven't tired of it yet. And um, I'm really looking forward to listening to this more, but I'm really encouraged by this. Um, I think that the break from touring has done his voice some good. Um, I think that um, the writing is maybe subpar in some places, but like Ken Womack said, the instrumentation on this album is just top notch and just makes up for for the weak parts of the album, which I think there is a couple weak parts on this album. But all of his playing is is magnificent. However, I do feel even though the the drums and and, and the guitar work is phenomenal, I think what is Paul known for? His bass. I think that is just a, like a little slacking here and there on some songs that I think could have used a, a really classic McCartney bass line that just weren't that just wasn't there. But all in all, this album for me is, you know, it's gold right now. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, so it was a real slow burn. And I think that's yes. a good point, too, that he wasn't working with Flavor of the Month producers. I mean, that doesn't, that's not always bad. Uh, no, it's I mean, not always bad. For, but, but, yeah, I like There's not, there that, wasn't any, uh, as far as we know, there wasn't really a lot of outside influences on this album. It's just yeah. McCartney finishing pro, uh, projects that, you know, he's in the head in his back pocket, like for so many hundreds of years that, you know, <laughs> I'm sure mm -hmm. he's got five, five to 10 more albums in his back pocket as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but it was refreshing to hear. Yeah. Just him. Yes. You know, doing what he wants to do. And, and I agree. I, that was really refreshing to hear. I, I completely agree. Uh, it's, all right, Joe. Take all it, right. take well, it well, away. Ha ha. 
<laughs> the link was going around and I had an opportunity to listen to the link. And I just wanted to skip that for whatever reason and just wait to hear the actual disc. Um, not so much sound quality, but I thought I'll, I'll wait till I get the disc. I'll listen to it that way. And, uh, you know, not every time the wall of Paul's albums appealed to me right away, but this one kind of hit me pretty quick that I enjoyed what I was hearing. Now, find my way right off the bat. I was surprised how much I liked it only because people who had heard the link already, they were saying to me, they don't hear a single on this album. That's what I kept hearing. There's not really, I wouldn't call anything a single on here. Find my way, a great single. That's <laughs> a great opportunity oh. for a single. So uh, catchy, poppy commercial. And, you know, on all these stickers on the album, you know, they say here, um, contains uh, Find My Way, featuring Find My Way. So it's almost like it's the single, more or less, you know. Mm. And mm -hmm. uh, I want to mention Paul's voice. I mean, Tom mentioned it a little bit in, in a good way, I want to mention it. Because a lot of criticism about it. I've, I've done criticisms before when I try to be what I call, you know, fair. Uh, as I said, you know, Paul 78, somebody said to me, uh, well, you know, he, he sounds old. I said, well, he, he is old, older, right? No, you said old. You just said he is old. I'm sorry. When I quote the Mayo, I want the Mayo. Yes. <laughs> but you did not say, which I will now take liberty saying, the person said, he's not, well, well, I said, well, he is old. <laughs> you know, the guy said he sounded well, he is old. Yeah. Uh, but here's the deal with it. I, I think, like Tom started to say, that I think this rest from touring did Paul a great deal of good. Mm -hmm. And I think that his voice sounds smoother. And I, don't, I notice it not only in the, the songs, but even his speaking voice, I've noticed it. When I'm mm -hmm. listening to like the Howard Stern interview mm -hmm. or any of these mm -hmm. other interviews that have been going around, uh, you know, uh, BBC and such, uh, you know, he sounds like an, an older gentleman now, but it's not as hoarse as it was. I think resting his voice was a good thing. I think he also seems to be writing more to suit how he sounds now uh, and utilizing his voice in such a way with the falsettos and things like that, knowing how, how to sing the songs too better to, to uh, take over from his, his age now and how he can uh, complement his, his age with the, the music. So that's the first thing that I noticed. And right away, I liked like, uh, I'll say nine out of the 11 songs. You know, uh, and after two or three listens, you know, they really were strong. And then even the two, which we'll get into later, that I'm a little lukewarm on, I'm coming around to as well now, which, mm -hmm. you know, as Ken says, you know, it's really hard, you know, on a first listen. Some people, oh, yeah. It's okay, so hard. Right but yeah, I mean, this is amazing. I mean, I listened to <laughs> this is what you did. I just, <laughs> I've been listening to it now. I mean, it's got to be 15 times. I've had it in my car. I'm driving distances. I'm spinning it over and over again. I had to take a break from it at one point. That's how I liked it a lot. I had mm -hmm. to take a break. It was yeah, can I, have you listened to it with headphones on yet? Not with the headphones, oh, no. I got yeah. a great, a great yeah. system in my car, yeah. I will say. It, it really sounds- The car is Joe's headphones. Yeah, yeah. that's my headphones. Right. That's, you know, that's the Mayo phone. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, stores <laughs> in green, I mean, I yellow, just... blue versions. <laughs> <You know? laughs> People are asking me, that they're saying, you know, what do you think in your opinion, uh, if you're going to rank the McCartney trilogy, you know? I said, well, it's too early yet to say. But right. I'll tell you, it's getting up there yeah. for me. It's, it's hard now. It used to be it was number three. Uh, maybe it could be two, you know, and so on. Maybe even one. Uh, 
I just, I can't recommend it enough. I'm so happy with this. And I'm glad that it's gotten mostly, mostly from what I've heard, a positive reception from fans and, and critics. But how can anybody really judge? How can you compare an album, depending upon your age? Let's say you grew up with the first McCartney album. You've had that album for 50 years to enjoy. Compare that to three days to listen to this album. <laughs> it's yeah. just not fair. It's yeah, very yeah. tough to judge that way. Same how many times? Really you can have something that many years listen to it four <laughs> times. Or you could have it a week and listen to it 20 times. Uh -huh. You know, that happens. Can I add something about what you said about the voice? Yeah. You know, um, very often I will defer to my wife, Joanne, because she, she studied music and she knows a lot about voice. And I've always talked to her about what is it with Paul's voice and why has it weathered the way that it has in recent years. And um, a lot of it really, I'm sure, comes from the constant touring and putting on three hour shows plus sound checks before the show. Yeah. yeah. You know, and... Um, you know, what she noticed was that his mid-range is what's struggling a lot. So on this album, you're going to hear him sing in his lower range, and you're going to hear him sing in falsetto. Hmm. And some mid-range, but he's not really pushing the mid-range. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it isn't. But it's, it's kind of unusual when you're used to hearing a very rich sound in Paul's vocals, especially with harmonies. And now you've got a low voice and then a, and then a falsetto voice, and it's very different. And when you're used to, you know, some of the greatest vocals ever on record from Paul going to this, it's a real shift for a lot of people. And, but at the same time, if you're someone like us who's followed every album he's done, this has been a gradual change. It's not as drastic. And I also feel like in recent years, especially with Egypt Station, like you said, Joe, he's writing songs to suit his vocal limitations, yeah. you know, and um, it's noticeable, but he, he knows how to work it. Most of the time I agree with his choices, not all the time, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I like the sound of his voice on this album, especially on certain songs like Pretty Boys and and seize the day and uh it's kind of like in a lower voice but it's up front and it's full and you know and then you know his falsetto is still really strong very strong yes. especially yeah. on this album. I'm, I'm noticing is uh i know ken womack was alluding to this before saying how it's kind of like we've had this journey with this man all these years kind of thing and i started thinking like i remember hearing like one of the first 45s i remember when i was like four years old i had we can work it out you know, so from four years old on, I'm listening to this man. And I'm listening to, I remember when Hey Jude was new, had that 45 and so on. You know, I can go down the whole list, Uncle Albert with a little luck and on and on and on. So now I'm, I'm at a point personally, speaking for myself, where I'm perfectly okay with listening to the mature Paul, the aged Paul, the mm -hmm. way he is. This is Paul now. This is a transformation. This is who he is now in, say, 2020. And I'm willing to accept it. You know, at first, you know, some of the live stuff that you might have heard, that was a little bit, you know, cringe, cringy sometimes. Yeah, that's tough. But I think he, he, in the studio, he has more of a chance, I think, to work with it and do what he has to do on his own in the studio to, to make it sound pretty decent or downright good. And I yeah. think well, some of these songs, which we'll get to, uh, I think I like it with his voice this way. and don't think I would appreciate at least one or two songs here as much if I heard 21-year-old Paul singing. 
And uh, yep, and so you you provided a perfect uh, transition, Joe. Let's let's talk about those individual songs. Um, oh, yep, absolutely, yep. And, and the uh, commenters are are already starting to uh, pick out uh, individual <laughs> songs. Yes. One of them uh, that's uh, being discussed is uh, "Deep Deep Feeling," which is does seem to be the track that that is. Uh, it's the love hate track. I it's think it's the love hate <laughs> track. Um, yeah. And uh, and you know and and uh, so I don't know if we want to discuss that one in particular or if we want to go with our plan of just going around. We were going to talk about uh, songs that that really uh, we felt were highlights for us. So maybe we'll because I have a feeling that song's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it would come down. It would come up as a low light for me, but mm-hmm. now uh, it's one that that's one of the ones that, that, that I really I'm going to tell you just to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. I hated that song. I'm telling you, I really hated it. And now it's still my least favorite now on it, but I'm starting to appreciate its its ambiance and mood. That's mm-hmm. a certain mood yeah. to it. Well, yeah, yeah I, I think it's. I guess we'll we'll talk about it for a second here. Yeah, I think we'll it's one of those songs where it's it's a song that I want my favorite singer to do. I want him to challenge us as listeners to a, to a song like this. I mean, you know, it's it's something that we don't get from him very often. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a track that yeah, maybe you don't like on first listen or maybe even after 12 listens, but I do think there is a lot going on in that song that where maybe if you listen to it headphones or or in a different different light, you know, you you might start appreciating the layers that were and everything that's going on in this song. Yep. That's a, that's exactly what I'm going through right now. I am appreciating it. For me, it's not the headphones, but I'm listening to it more times. Now, right. you know, sometimes you, you skip a, a track. I even said in my early thoughts, mm-hmm. I said, this is probably, I don't like skipping tracks when I listen to albums, love or hate them. But right. I said, you know, this is what I might skip. I'm glad I haven't because I'm starting to appreciate it. Mm. Ken, uh, Ken W., what do you think? What's, what's your thought on Deep Deep Feeling? I, I really had no issue with it the first time I heard it. Um, <laughs> and I was, I wasn't in Joe's car, which is where we all, <laughs> um, I really, I want to be in that car. <laughs> right, let me, let me just say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but let me fit that in. You know, I was in the car and you're going to see it in a video. I do. I got some of the sunrise while I'm listening to that part in the middle where he sings up the high register, right. yeah. uh, that, that bit. In the, kind of in the middle. I, I really like the part when he says yeah. sometimes I wish yeah. it would stay. Sometimes, sometimes I wish, I it, would wish it would go. And yeah. that, the combination of that, folks, along with in the car with the beautiful sunrise and captured on camera, that, that was like, wow, what a, what a great mood. That Do is. you have one of those scented things in there too? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have, I could use a fuzzy dice for this album, but <laughs> There you go. Just, I, just hang uh, the green CD on the yeah. dashboard. <laughs> yeah. I can always hang the cassette from I, There so you I, go. I wasn't in Joe's car, even though I aspired to be yeah. in Joe's car. And I, yeah. I one day, because Joe, I don't think, lives very far from me, I will get into that car. Yeah, you got to do point. it. Um, in any event, I, uh, I, I like the ambience of, of that song a lot. And I, I did hear it um, on a very fine uh, Bose tower system mm. <laughs> in our, our theater, which sadly is empty right now uh, during this period here at the university. But um, it really, uh, that really did add to it, you know, as, as high quality audio does. So mm. it, was, it was good with me from the beginning. Excellent. Ken, what about you? 
I was disappointed the first time I heard it. Um, I felt like there wasn't that much work done on the lyrics. Yeah. But as I've grown to love the song, there's so much going on in that song, especially I love counter melody, mm-hmm. which Paul doesn't do that often. If you, if you go through his entire catalog, you can find certain examples where he's done it. But there's so much going on with the, like the main line of the very beginning, you know, that deep, deep feeling. And then the part where you just mentioned, sometimes I wish it would go away. And then you've got that piano line that do, 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 do. And it's going on almost simultaneously. And that's the kind of thing that I really appreciate that Paul yes. does. Very much what he did in Silly Love Songs, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a far more, you know, poppy and produced record. But I love when he he experiments that way. Um, and even though it's it's what you build around everything in this song that made me appreciate it. And, you know, when you're used to, and maybe I am too much used to, the three minute songs of Paul, and then all of a sudden this is eight minutes. <laughs> it's far more demanding of you to listen to it so in the very beginning you know it was like when is the song going to end there was even a false ending and i thought okay it's over and then it (laughs) picks up again i do think it's too long (laughs) so now it's like when i'm in the mood to hear it it's fantastic but i'm not always in the mood to hear that song especially Mm -hmm. after going through from find my way to lil it comes after that's two minutes long <laughs> yeah so, um so yeah i love the song now but it's kind of like if um i know it's not your favorite album kit but like driving rain you're listening to the whole thing and then rinse the raindrops is there for 10 right. minutes it's like do you want to hear the song for 10 minutes you right. yeah. invest all that time i love that and, one <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's um. I love his his shorter pieces, but yeah, I appreciate when he does the experimental stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that he did it, but it sticks out like a sore thumb after a short song like, yeah, lavatory like, lil, like, like, lavatory lil, mm-hmm. in between well, that and sliding. And yeah. if you're listening to it on vinyl, it's actually you're listening to it after sliding, you know, because there is mm-hmm. a slight um a track change uh, yeah. from the CD. It starts to- outside too. Yeah. By the way, but, I just happened to think I, I saw photos of this on online, and I thought, oh, that would have made a great cover. I wish. I, I hope they used that for the back cover. Yeah. I'm glad. Mm. Uh, beautiful picture. By the way. Yeah, that is yeah. a great picture. Well, I great uh, great guitar. I'm sorry, buried in the track too throughout the whole that whole mm-hmm. song as well. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I guess I have to be the kind of the lone person here. I love this track. I, mm. I loved it from the minute I heard it. Um, I well, the first time I heard it, I was I was driving in my car, but I have a feeling it's not as cool as Joe's. But, <laughs> but it's... I didn't diss the song. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, I know you didn't diss the song. No, no, I know you didn't. No, no, no. But I mean, it, it was one of those songs that I was driving in my car was at night. And, I, and, I, and that just seemed to enhance it. Like, you know, kind of like you were saying, Joe, about the mood of it you know, at night. And, and it was like, you know, coming home running from running errands and just hearing this and you just first, you're just like, what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, I mean, it's just kind of weird and, and it slowly builds and it's, it's a soundscape, you mm. know, it really is. And, and you, you know, and, and listening to it in headphones is another experience too, as, mm-hmm. uh, as you were saying, uh, Tom, that, that you, you know, 
and it just gradually builds and builds and and uh uh you know when you hear all these different instruments as you said these guitar parts and then the um and yes there aren't like you know there aren't extensive lyrics in this i mean it's yeah. basically paul sort of riding this groove you know he mm -hmm. builds this groove and then it's it's these occasional lyrics but i i don't know it just works for me i i think it's it's i love this experimental side yes it's a tad too long i i will say that he probably could have could have cut off you know like a minute or, or so mm -hmm. um and you know i i will i will grant everybody that but um i just thought wow 78 years old and he can pull this off you know mm -hmm. this this experimental meditative kind of thing that he can still do this right. i i just i mean i think that's incredible and, and he's struggling with his emotions too it seems in it I like yeah the way he's like trying to exactly. sort it out kind of. i mean it's just so meditative and and i I just thought that is one of the more exciting for me, one of the more exciting things he's done in a long time because it's just so different and it's so mm. experimental. I love it. Uh, and that is that why you said it's fireman-esque? Yeah, exactly. That's it, that's exactly it. This is probably the most fireman-esque. I mean, it also, it, I don't know, it kind of made me think of even something like when he did Strawberries Ocean Ships Forest or something. I bet that would sound great in Joe's car. Yes, it yes I, don't have, I don't have it on CD. We'll, we'll send <laughs> that, a copy to you, Joe. Have a vinyl. Somebody uh, asked uh, Joe if you have a Starbucks in your car. I don't know why. <laughs> no, Joe. Joe only drinks Gregory's coffee. It's a little known secret. No coffee. No, no. no yeah, Robert Henry asked that. Okay, six years. But anyway, right. so yeah, so that seems to be the song that that's splitting everybody. It's it's yeah. really very interesting. So uh, okay, well, so we've we've discussed that. What were some of the um, other highlights uh, for people? Tom, how about you? What what were some highlights? Right, right. I mean, right off the bat, you know, find my way. Um, I love. The coda that we've, we've been getting some good codas from Paul lately, I'm, especially the Dick Dale style, little uh, <laughs> surfing style guitar playing there at the end. Oh, yeah. Amazing, Wonderful. amazing stuff. Um, when he repeats, um, I think it's verse one where he's doing his just kind of like talking through the verse and then his falsetto at the same time. I think that's a really nice uh, effect on, on that line. I really, I dig that. Um, Pretty Boys was the one, was one of the tracks that I really cared for at first, but it's been really growing on me and I, and I love the line, uh, a line of bicycles for higher objects of desire, working for the squire. I mean, there's, there's some really good stuff in here. Um, I don't think it's his strongest lyric, lyrically album, but it's, it's not bad. Um, you know, what he does with his voice on Women and Wives is, is pretty interesting um you know uh some stuff cool stuff there um obviously uh sliding which i think is the track we should probably talk about because this one if you remember rusty anderson did an interview uh like a month before uh this album came out and he i think he did say that there was a track that uh, he and Abe were on, and I think this is the one because then I think that part of the interview disappeared overnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I really think, because they're on the credits, but under engineering, which just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I do believe this was uh, with, um, this was, and it was during, done during Egypt Station because it's um, Greg Kirsten's uh, name on there as yeah. well. You know, so this was a uh, Egypt Station leftover, which Detective is a really good trick. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, 
but uh, a great rocker, which I, you just don't get a lot of rockers from Paul over the last uh, 25 years. And this is just amazing. It's just what I would just love more of, you know, that cut me some slack, slide in, stuff like that, that we just don't get. Um, one of my favorite tr- lyrics, it's very psychedelic, in my opinion. I can see my body through windows in my hair. <laughs> it's just really... <laughs> um, his falsetto is amazing on this album. Kiss of Venus, I think, is just a great, um, great track. I love the harpsichord that's, that he plays. Um, he's got a, really some really good middle eights on this album uh, that I think um, is, are pretty strong. Um, and I'll tell you, Deep Down, I, I find, is, is one of my favorites. It's kind of rinse the raindrop style in a way because he's just repeating the same verses over and over again throughout the song. Um, but this is the one where I wish he just had a better bass line on or a stronger bass line on. You know, I think it's a pretty funky song. Um, there's those fake horns in there. And how great would it have been if there were some real horns on this yeah. track? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think it's like there's a Mellotron in there. He's going on in there too. Yeah. That's really good. And um, and then, you know, when winter comes, you know, obviously I, I'm sure a lot of you guys will talk about that one track too. And uh, I think it's a fine closing track. And um you know, it, it's it's good just to have knowing that there's something on here that, you know, he, George Martin used that name, seeing that on a Mar- McCartney record. I love is, that too, Tom. And it, it's like restorative, right? Because right. Linda was yeah. still around. And, yeah. you know, it, I don't know. I was thinking of all those things too. Yeah. So again, I mean, yeah, I can be more critical about this album. I mean, but I don't want to be. I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing. And there's just not a lot of negative that i can say about this album maybe in time you know maybe i'll get a little bit more maybe another after after another 30 listens maybe but as of right now i mean this album for me fatigue fatigue yeah this album for me is i just can't stop kissing it you know i i love it my tom I love it. I don't care. Of Venus. I'm, I'm telling you what, <laughs> me and my CD, we're out of here. See you guys. Okay. <laughs> so, Ken, what do you think about <laughs> moving on? <laughs> well, we'll leave Tom's privacy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ken Michaels, what do you think? What are some highlights for you? Uh, well, most of the songs. I mean, basically, there's only two. <laughs> oh, that's easy. No, no, there's only two that I have a problem with. Um, okay. One of Ooh. which is sliding, and I love the song, and I love the heaviness of it, and I love that it's got that great rock feel. But I don't like how his vocals are pushed so far uh, back see, in I that song. Like I, that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Ken. On one yeah. track, yeah. one track for the uh, effect. Yeah, but, you know, I would rather, even with his voice being strained, I'd rather have it up front for a rocker. You know, it won't bother me that much. You know, I don't like, yeah, I don't mind when he plays around with his vocals sometimes, but when it's, when you can't hear it that well, when it's, when you, when you feels like it's 20 feet away from the microphone, I don't go for that, really. Especially if it's a song that I really love. It hurts me even more that I don't hear his vocals. You know, his his older voice doesn't bother me at all. I'd rather hear him straining and being up front. It's kind of like, remember when we heard Early Days? The Early first Days, time, right, yeah. And it was a shock to hear it. Now I'm really used to it. It doesn't yeah. bother me. Oh, no, I think you know? it suits that song perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. you know, Sliding is a great song. I just wish the vocals were up front. I don't, I, I don't know if he's doing it because he's trying to hire his voice or anything. I think maybe 
I for the effect of the the song, the heavy rock effect of it in the back. I think it's intentional. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's because of that. But I didn't ask him. I didn't. I didn't talk <laughs> to him, so I don't really know. So that's know. what I'm thinking. But when and you shame all that the, voice, I'm sorry, and shame you know. all these interviewers for not asking more detailed questions about these songs. Exactly. And 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 they're in these interviews. Shame on them. Yep. I'm sorry. The only other song that's kind of a disappointment, and yet the song is always in my head, is Deep Down. Mm. And the main reason why is because, and I say this about certain songs that Paul has done, where it's basically a chorus and nothing more, repeated over and over and over again. And kind of like Deep Deep Feeling, it's what you build around it that makes it interesting. But Deep Deep Feeling has so much more going on. Mm-hmm. compositionally than deep down it's just the same thing over and over again yep. and i love the sound of the organ it really mm-hmm. fits that that song but it's i say this about certain songs like um like cosmically conscious yeah you know it's not a full song it's a chorus repeated over and over again um you know uh christmas time is here again i've always said is not a song it's a chorus and it works because you you insert the Beatles bits in between. Right, you know, right. That's, that's yeah. why you, know you it like is it. It's an actual you know? song, though, right? It is. I know, but I'm talking <laughs> about a, like, I'm a just more checking, Dan. I, I want to make sure everybody's good, you know, going into 2021. <laughs> but I mean, I could listen to Cosmically Conscious for like 30 minutes. I could. I, I love like that Cosmic sound of it so much. Even if you say it depends if, if it's as interesting to me. If, if you like what you're hearing, whatever it is, the melody, the way the lines yeah. sound. I could I could listen to it like bit bop or something. I could listen to them and go on with that bit bop stuff mm-hmm. for a long and, time because I'm digging it. <laughs> and I can, I'm the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still digging yeah. deep down. I'm just saying compositionally, yeah. I want oh, yeah. something with yeah. a little more effort. You know, Understood. the the Beatles were known for breaking all the rules. Not everything had to be two verses a chorus, a verse a chorus. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go through their catalog and find it starts with a chorus. You know, or what is um. Wild Honey Pie. Is that really a song? Is, is Can You Take Me Back really a song? Yeah, you know, we can all question that. <laughs> very short oh, was song. that? I just said they are all really songs. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I just would rather see some more effort, you know, in what leads into the chorus of Deep Down. It's a great chorus. It's a great hook. It sticks in your head. And I love it for that reason. But everything else, I always gravitate towards find my way through lavatory lil. There's hope for me. <laughs> uh, those four songs in a row are killer. I really love women and wives a lot. <sighs> and when I said um, it, that this album reminds me of Chaos and Creation, that particular song, <clears throat> Women and Wives, reminds me a lot of At the Mercy. Yeah. Mm. There's yeah. something about it. Yeah. Very laid back, Tone. simple piano. Mm. There's a melody in there that repeats that's just like At the Mercy with yeah. da 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 yeah. da. You know, that's like kind of like in the bridge of that song. Mm. Um, someone else pointed that out in a, in a review. I said, oh, you heard the same thing that I did. I know. Um, Pretty Boys, for some reason, reminds me more of On My Way to Work. Mm. And a lot of the, the songs, it, maybe it has to do with where it's Early sequenced days. on the albums because At the Mercy is song number four on Chaos and Creation and mm. Women and Wives is song number four on this album. On My Way to Work is number three here. Pretty <laughs> Boys is number three there. When I heard Find My Way, I was thinking of Ever Present Past, song mm. number two. two. You know, 
it, it's just um, maybe that's how Paul's brain works when he when he sequences songs and stuff. Um, and just since we mentioned deep deep feeling, it kind of reminds me of the experimental stuff on Chaos and Creation that he left off the album, like I Want You to Fly, which has a real looseness to it. Um, you know, and just because of the production and the simplicity of it and the rawness of it and the organic feel, that's why uh, I bring up Chaos and Creation. Seize the Day, I keep hearing people say to me, it's the most Beatle-y track. I don't yeah. hear I don't hear Beatles that much in Seize the Day. I don't either. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm starting to hear it. I was wondering what they're talking about, then I'm starting to hear it a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, but I love I that yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. Really, I, I, I basically like all the songs. I just have trouble with two of them. <laughs> and Kiss of Venus. Kiss of Venus is a great acoustic song. The fact yep. that he's doing it all in falsetto. I love it. You know, it would have been if it was on the White Album, it would be a classic like Blackbird. You know, yeah. as far I as mean, I'm concerned. The, yeah, I mean, that sounds to me like a, a little, certain softness, that yeah. song. Hey, little, yeah. little, little bit of uh, the middle eight kind of, you know, he gets in these rhyming ruts, I think, sometimes. And you get this middle eight, you know, in Kiss of Venus, you know, lake, take, awake, shake, break, awake, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, you know, what am I to do? If, if I don't have you, boy. I'll be yeah. feeling blue just sitting of, here without you. Lyrics. You know, so I mean, so every once in a while you'll get a track that you know he just gets in these rhyming ruts. But I mean, I still enjoy it. But mm -hmm. but the seize the day part, you know, I really love that first that first verse. I I think it's it's kind of reminiscent mm -hmm. of happiness, or I mean, happy with you in a way. Okay. But um, but, but yeah, I think it's I think I can kind of hear the beetle-y thing, but yeah, I don't really see it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't okay. hear that yeah, in Seize the Day. Yeah, everybody's been saying that. Oh, it's so beatly. What I do hear in Seize the Day is, for me, I think it's a better version of Do It Now. Mm. From yeah, uh, so, yeah, a couple of people station. mentioned the similarities to Do It, to it now, now. Do It Now. I mean, he sounds like is that so, how it so, sounds in your car, Joe. Thank you, Sam. He sounds sounds like that anywhere. It sounds so labored. He's like labored vocally. But Seize the Day. Uh, I don't know, more natural sounding to me. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I like his voice to go in high, like the way he's been do, doing that. It, it, it. And also, I kind of have mixed feelings, kind of like what you had said, Tom, about when winter comes. Yes, I love the fact that George Martin is represented here and everything. But here you are with all these other songs and you're used to the older right. Paul. And without ever being told, I mean, we all knew going into this album, Right. When Winter Comes was a song that he recorded the same time as Calico Skies. But if you weren't told that, you would know that's not a new vocal. Right. right. Oh, no. So it it kind of sticks out there. Do you, like, do, you, did you, do you like the fact that he put that uh, Winter Bird link before uh, When Winter Comes? I feel like, like it just doesn't work. Like it's too I, loud I, of a track. I like it there. So we do I do too. I love it. Really? I, you know what? It's like an old friend comes back, right, uh, Ken? Probably back me up. Uh, an old absolutely. Friend. I mean, with or without your car, that is really excellent material. <laughs> I, it is like an old friend, and I I like the um, the interconnectedness between the first and the last track. You know, and yeah, like it's that. almost like a dividing line that sort of separates or borders off, you know, the 1992 Paul from the rest. Although again, you know, I, I, I'm surprised I'm saying this, but it didn't feel out of place to me. It felt like a natural 
part of the album, you know, which I credit to his ability to tell a story using the long playing form. Mm -hmm. It worked for me. Yeah. And I, I, I was willing to play along with the illusion. I don't mind that little instrumental bit leading into it. It reminds you of, you know, what the Beatles did with Sgt. Pepper bringing it back or, you know, um, Band on the Run at the Bring end of 1985, you know. Pepper mm -hmm. yeah. And that yeah. kind of dividing line before a yeah. day in the light. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Ken, what were some uh, songs for you that uh, that were highlights for uh, for you particularly? You mean Ken you, W? Ken W. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, you know, again, I like the way it begins and ends, which I think is very important for a, for any record. You know, any and of course, I think of this these like novels or stories or long playing narratives. So to me, those are very important songs. I really enjoy Find My Way. And that was only accentuated by um, the, the wonderful little video that dropped. Um, very much like those. I like in, any time I hear Paul come in with the, you know, the heaviness of an electric guitar was exciting. And again, I, I like the acoustic where he's using it as a, um, uh, instead of merely strumming chords, he's playing notes, which is not, that common for him, if at all, uh, you know, to use it melodically in that fashion. I, one thing that has nothing to do with the question you just asked, um, and I, the highlight for me is the musicianship on the record, um, but I was very curious that with so many excellent tunes that there was nothing dropped in advance in terms of a single or a teaser like you so often see with um, Apple Music, for example, iTunes, where a song will be selected in advance, um, you know, to as representative. That didn't happen here. That was mm -hmm. kind of curious decision. Yeah. And yet we got uh, 500 different shades of, of colored <laughs> vinyl. <laughs> yeah, but uh, some people were saying online, they were, you know, on Facebook and such, they were saying, you know, I guess they don't have enough faith in the album. Yeah, that's exactly you know, what I yeah. was reading too. And, and I thought, and, well, you're wrong. <laughs> how good it, look how good it turned out. And I think that Find My Way video, as I said earlier, that's a perfect single. And uh, the video complements it with him doing all the instruments. And all the, I think that somebody said there were 46 cameras. Did I hear that right? And a lot of cameras set up, as he said. I don't know if it was. Yeah. Video really cameras. enhances the song, I think. It's a great video. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the, where you had to drop. Everybody on the know, Huff. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ken. Yeah. The whole idea of a single, like Paul having a hit, kind of like, like what we just said with Ringo. You know, the stations that normally play today's hits are not going to play Paul. So the idea of having an advanced single, it's more like an advanced song. Yeah, and, radio and I didn't song. mean it in terms of him trying to position a song to be a hit. Yeah. I yeah. just meant the way that, you know, every, it seems like most, most bands do this. And Paul has done this on many an occasion mm. where you sort of highlight a couple of songs just to give people a taste so that they start buying the thing. Mm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. was, it, was it odd to you, Ken Womack, that there were so many reviews so early um, before the album came out? Uh, no, I, I, as a reviewer, I was just sent, you know, a very carefully encoded version of it uh, to play. Um, uh, I, I, don't, I think the timing was just about uh, the same as the previous record. Okay. You know, I was just looking at iTunes and I noticed that none of the songs have an asterisk next to them. You know, the way you'll see like, uh, like other Paul McCartney albums, right? Where a song will be, um, what, what's featured? There's the word I was looking for. 
you mm -hmm. know, featured. For example, if you go to, um, well, okay, I don't have a good example. Just ignore me and go on with your day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting how this has been promoted, mm -hmm. you know, because Very what true. are you going to do during this pandemic? He doesn't have a band, he can't tour. He's still making videos, but maybe part of the appeal of this album was the secrecy of it. Mm, How things yeah. were leaked out. And I got emails from Universal with 33 seconds of each song right. one day at a time. Like, why can't you give me the whole song? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And if I, was, if I was doing a show live on the radio every single day, that's what radio would play. I mean, I, uh, very... I need to amend my comment. So I went to <laughs> Apple Music as opposed to iTunes mm -hmm. and uh, Find My Way and Pretty Boys are the ones that are featured with asterisks. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. huh. hmm. Interesting. I'm just going to let that sit there. <laughs> well, let's all ponder that show. Brew a little while. Let's what that brew. Okay. <laughs> all right, Joe. What about you? What are what are your highlights? Uh, highlights: long-tailed winter bird for everything that 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 Ken uh, said, so eloquently said at the beginning. Uh, find my way. Everything we've <laughs> talked about. Uh, and women and wives is now my favorite track. At first, it was lavatory lil. Now it's women and wives. That is a was a grower like you wouldn't believe and i absolutely love paul's voice on that you know you, a lot of people myself included you, you hear a, a vocal like that you're so used to smooth singing from paul and everything and now he's older and such but that's an example of when i said i don't think i would enjoy a song like that if it if it had been paul from 65 or 64. uh it's, it has a kind of a dark sound to it to my ears anyway a little haunting dark kind of movie sound uh, the piano, piano based, his voice suits it so well. And at first, I, I thought it was like almost like a preacher sound, like, like preacher, listen to me, you know, uh, women and wives, hear me, you know, stuff like that. And I just really get into that song more and more the more I hear it. And I'm just going to throw this in because we're not going to go on all the bonus tracks that we've heard, but there is a version of that one that's a longer version, it has more words to it. And I actually, I could see why he cut it. I kind of prefer it as it is on the album for that one. I think it really just, it's perfect. Uh, his, voice, his voice is so good. And then Laboratory Lil, which we haven't said that much about it. Mm. There's one thing I really can't stand about the song. I gotta be honest, it's too short. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about songs that are too long, right? I mean, that sometimes it makes you hunger for more. I hunger for more when I'm hearing that. It's just fun. You know, it's just bouncy rocker. The lyrics are fun. and. Supposedly, he's somebody he didn't like. He's going after here. And everybody's saying to me, it's Heather, isn't it? It's, it's got to be Heather, right? And I'm saying, wasn't that kind of obvious, though, if it was Heather? I mean, why have, you know, I think it probably is, but we don't know. Uh, and Paul hasn't said it. He's not going to tell you. Yeah. But, but, but like, why? Of course, the most obvious thing people would say is Heather, right? That's what I'm thinking maybe it's somebody else. Like, somebody, yeah. somebody texted me and said it was JoJo Lane. That's what you think. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. okay. Oh, Someone has the inside scoop. Yeah. Yeah. It was and, Jojo uh, Lane who texted him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. From from the uh, other no. side. <laughs> um, what more can I add? I mean, I love sliding. I love how heavy it is. It reminded me of cut me some slack right away. Hmm. Uh, and also I noticed he's the, the vocals, the lines. Lyrics, he says something about free. I, I want to be free. Something with the word free. 
I thought he did that and cut me some slack. Mama set me free. free like, yeah. time, every time you wail out like that with a heavy metal-ish kind of heavy song, I guess the lyric comes up, I want to be free, set me free. Right. That's always seems to be what he's been writing about with that. Mm. And uh, Seize the Day, you know, another favorite. And I love When Winter Comes. I think it's a perfect ending to the record and it's released in winter. I'm probably going to associate this winter with it. I've spent a lot of time in this snow in here, too. Yeah. I just think it's a it's a perfect ending, even though you can tell right away. It's probably an earlier, you know, when you hear it, you can tell it's a different voice uh, from earlier. People were asking me, one guy said, you know, I, I really, he doesn't sing that bad right anymore today. That, that last song, he sings so well on it. Ah. Well, that's from 1992. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, oh, never mind. Oh, that, that great. Kind of yeah. So, yeah, I, I like every song, even ones I didn't mention. I like Kiss of Venus. I like Pretty Boys. They're all growing on me. They flow into each other perfectly. Uh, it, it, it's not a very long album. It's a perfect length. 44 you know, so minutes. So, it be over long. Uh, the only one that I don't care, Tom, sorry for, is this is deep down. Uh, I mean, again, I can listen to it. You know, I wouldn't skip it, but uh, I just feel, you know, lyrics are weak. But oh, yeah, exactly. as I said before, it doesn't matter because I love Bitbop. Right. What it yeah. is. Yeah. But I mean, mm. but like for every weak lyric, there's a great instrumental somewhere. In well, that's the, the thing. You know, it's a little personal you know? thing. And sometimes yeah. you're like, well, gee, I'm, I'm like, I like the groove of, of this song so much. Or right. Where it's, where it's going and the, and the ambiance of it. And I don't mind that he's just saying whatever it might be over and over. Right. Other times it's like, gee, I'm not really digging this. So why is he going to say those lyrics don't mean anything? Yeah. It's funny how, how sometimes the simplest lyrics could work, you know, yeah. to dig whoa. in the song. But okay. this one, it's not one of my, it's not my, one of my favorites. I think the two deep songs on here are my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Although, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm coming around significantly all of a sudden. Oh, uh, yeah. deep, okay, deep Carly feel. Simon. Yeah. No, <laughs> one, one thing I wanted Pretty to add about. Yeah, um, lavatory a little um, is that um, you know I love the song. I feel it's a little bit tame mm-hmm. on this record with Paul playing all the instruments. That's one I'd love to see him do live with his band. Yeah, yeah. I think that would <laughs> really be fun. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people say that, Ken. I was going to say. Really? I've heard yeah. that a lot in the comments. Yeah. yeah. Laboratory yeah, Lil and Find My Way, I think, are the songs that people would like to see uh, him do live from this album. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But Deep Down yeah. has a great groove. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, and just to close out my thoughts on this, is just that I think there is something in every song that, that, some, that a person can appreciate. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's one song that just flat out sucks. I think there's just something in every song that I really, I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm to the point I can I can enjoy the album all the way through every song. You know, even if I have a couple lesser than others, I mean I'm I'm enjoying the whole ride with this album. Mm-hmm. Getting better and better as you listen to it. Oh, right. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because that that's what I was going to say. There's nothing on here that I hate. I mean, there's there's really nothing that's that I I out and out hate or anything. But yeah, for me, uh, the highlights are yeah, Long Tail Winter Bird. I mean, when when that kicked in immediately, I thought this is going to be good. Uh, I I just I loved uh, loved his guitar on that. I love that opening riff. Almost had sort of an Indian feel to it. Um, you know, I'd love to. You know, I liked his drumming on this record. I mean, oh, he's you know, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he's not Ringo. You know, he's not. I mean, he's never been like a. He's you know, limited. he's not he Buddy Rich, but uh, but he's <laughs> you know, but, it's the snare. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but he did some good drumming on this on this record. But uh, yeah, but definitely give him credit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I just like I just thought that was a great way to open the record. You just know you're in for something different with with mm, that that yeah. opening. Um, Lavatory Lil. Um, I thought that was such a fun track. You know, really kind of. I mean, it was such a great put down, but it was funny. I mean, it was a it was a funny put down, and he just sounded like he was having a blast recording that. Really, did some great stuff with his voice. I mean, with lines like you know, rolling in the hay, hey, the way right. he, you know, <laughs> the way he stretched out his voice. Just and and I love the the backing vocals. Of course, he did for himself. Yeah, and, and, you know, like, kid, at first I, w- I was like, oh, I was having fun with the backing vocals the first time. I'm like, oh, that's that's, that's nice. And I pictured these other people singing. I said, wait a minute. Yeah, all exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I was picturing like a bunch of drunk guys in a bar. <laughs> like, that's it for laboratory, Lil. You know, I mean, that's what it sounded like, but it was hilarious. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I would love to hear that live. I mean, it's it's just really funny. And some people were complaining about, oh, it's it's lightweight. No, come on, it's fun, lightweight. it's funny. He liked, you know, the, it, it was a light moment on the album and it was mm. well done. Um, I've already talked about Deep Deep Failing. Great, great track, in my opinion. I am going to, um, oh, I'll get to get to that in a second. Sliding, we've all been talking about that. I, yeah, I wish he, the vocals had been brought up a bit, but other than that, great, um, great rocker. Uh, and uh, yeah, every, when I heard it, I thought, wow, Dave Grawl really rubbed off on him. Oh, I'm telling <laughs> you, that was very Foo Fighter-esque, in my opinion. Boy, <laughs> was it ever. I mean, yeah. it, it really was. Um, all right, I'm going to defend Deep Down. I, I like this song a lot, and yep, Tom, I'm with you. You know, I love my R&B, <laughs> and this was R&B. Um, yes. I, I loved it. Um, yes, I, I know the lyrics are not exactly, um, you know, complicated, shall we say. Uh, but, you know, this is another case where it's a groove. He was riding a groove. Um, it was, this sounds like a weird comparison, but it's a little bit like James Brown. You know, I mean, James Brown's stuff is, I mean, he, his lyrics are nothing brainy i mean when you <laughs> yeah. just read his lyrics i mean there's it's it's all about rhythm hmm. and that's kind of what this is it's it's about the rhythm it's about that it's not about telling a story it's not about anything like that um and i just felt like that's what he was doing he was you know getting into this groove loved what he was doing with his voice he was oh, yeah. really stretching his voice and trying different things with it you could hear stuff he was doing in the background and was hitting some notes that i was you know really impressed with he would yell he would growl he would i mean just uh, i mean at one point i mean this sounds bizarre but i mean at one point when i was listening to it i actually said out loud go paul i mean <laughs> it was just i just thought i mean who, that he still has this in him i i loved it the horns well the fake horns as mm. we know as we know yeah put some real horns on this and mm. that is just some great soul i i loved it um mm. and so i i really enjoyed this one uh and uh, so yeah I'll, I'll defend that one and finally, as we've all been talking about, when winter comes, um, I, I loved it. It was charming. You know, throwback to McCartney one, throwback to the Ram days, uh, you know, of heart of the heart country. Heart of the country tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. Love to hear that. It was kind of nostalgia. And I thought a nice way to close out the album is, 
as yeah. uh, you were saying, uh, Kim Womack. I mean, uh, you know, just a really nice way to finish it and kind of a throwback to the first McCartney. So it kind of closes out the trilogy. You know, it's, uh, it, I thought, a very nice way. Don't know if I loved having that Winterbird reprise at the very beginning. I don't know if it absolutely needed that, but, um, you know, but not a not a big thing. I mean, it's not a, a big deal. But other than that, I, I love the song. It was really charming. Um, if, if Linda was in the backing vocals, does he put this on the album? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Would that be interesting? That yeah, if she were on the on the, yeah, if she were doing the backing vocals. Wow, I mean, that would be even even better. You know, that's yeah. wow. Um, but really, so those were the highlights for me. But overall, though, there really wasn't a bad track on here. I mean, those were just the ones that I particularly connected to. Hmm. You know, so here is the big question: Where does this fall in to his <laughs> overall canon? Okay, oh, this word. is this <laughs> is yeah. Now I know it's a little early. I know it's a little early, but you know, or maybe maybe that's not. You know, maybe um, if, I don't know if you want to sign this a grade or or how you want to you know how you want to you know rate this overall. Yeah. Um, Tom, yeah. What do you think? I I will go on record in saying that from from start to finish, this is after a good solid 10, 12 listens, this is one of his strongest albums to date. Um, you know, and yesterday I, I gave my number while we were doing the show with Luca and um, I gave it an eight out of 10. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm. Ken, Michaels, I know this is a tough question. I know you don't like ranking, but kind of as best you can, you know. The new within... I No, no. I love ranking when I've had time. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I know I it's mean, kind of soon, yeah. but yeah. within reason, you know. Years. I, you know, I consider about 10 or 11 of Paul's albums to be of great status, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. This album, I would say, is more like a nine. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. which is, you know, pretty good after three days and 11 or 12 listens, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Uh, there's one other comment I want to make about this. Maybe we can wait till the end. You want, you want me to do it now? Oh, if you want to, sure. Go ahead. You know, there's one interesting aspect that we've talked about a little bit here on this show. And it reminds me of a review that I read of McCartney 3, where the person writing said, Paul has discovered that the best producer for Paul McCartney it's has been Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. <laughs> you know, and we're living in a time right now where I'm discovering more and more among certainly Beatle fans where they want to hear more stripped down, organic recordings. They want all things must pass without Phil Spector. They want Cloud Nine without Jeff Lynne. They don't want a producer to put too much of themselves and their stamp or their sound onto Paul's music or, or any of the solo Beatle music. They want, you know, more authentic, the more authentic sounds of these artists. And we've also come to notice that, you know, these DIY albums from Paul have really grown in stature in recent years. A lot of people now are, are appreciating McCartney too, so much more than they ever have before. Absolutely. And the first McCartney album. And I think part of the reason is we've come to love their own pure sound. Let's face it, throughout the 70s, Paul produced just about everything of his solo music with Wings you know, with the exception of Back to the Egg with Chris Thomas or George Martin on Live and Let Die. He is a really good producer himself. 
So some people pre uh, prefer that than hearing him with Hugh Padgham, Greg Kirsten, Mark Ronson, whichever names you want to attach right. to that, then they, they prefer just Paul being Paul. And, yep. you know, and you, you add to that the fact that this is an album where he's played everything. It's more true to him. You know, he doesn't have to cater to the demands of a band, you know, try to fit in members of Wings to have their own songs. It's just, it's just him. I mean, his solo albums, most of his solo albums are just him. But in this particular case, it's even more because he's playing every single instrument. Yeah. All yeah. the sounds are what you hear in his head. And, it, and people find that fascinating. That, yeah. and then you couple that with, you know, the more organic, natural sounds that people seem to want more. At least that's the trend now, which I find yeah. really fascinating. Yep, that's true. All right, Dr. Ken, how about you? What, sure. what, how would you rank this? I, uh, and, and I don't know that you can rank Paul beginning to end very accurately. Yeah. And I think people who, I, I saw a list that did that today and I thought it was kind of sophomoric. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you have to look when you have an artist who's worked this long, you know, um, 60 years, you really have to think in terms of periods. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, point. and hopefully Paul lives a long, long time, many more years. And, uh, and we have many more records that we have to think about even adding maybe another period. But certainly in his uh, 21st century period, I think it rates very highly. Um, mm -hmm. And is an excellent representative of, of this period in his career. And to me, it eclipses um most everything uh after um run devil run which of course is a very different kind of record so it's almost yeah. not comparable <laughs> and that's what i mean you know there's so many different styles and phases and generic tendencies um but it it to me it's uh it's certainly with chaos and creation if not eclipsing that um wow. and and but it is very much like that record and i do hear the fire it is fireman-esque as we talked about earlier but I, I see it as a really a top-notch representative of his late period. Mm. And, and that's assuming a, this is most of what we'll get. I hope we get many more years and we have to have the late, late period from Paul McCartney. <laughs> to right. Good point. And that's a good point that there are these different periods of, of, uh, of his work. I mean, there are these different phases. So it's true that uh, you have to kind of weigh it against all different factors. So that's a, that's a very good point, point taken, Ken. Okay, Joe, how about you? Where would you? Well, that, you... Made me th that made me think that it, it depends, say, 20 years. Yeah, this, I think this ranks pretty highly for going by the 20 years. It's hard way to rank it in his whole solo career. Yeah. I'm not ready for that yet. But it, it's definitely pretty high up there for me of the last 20 years. But I, then again, I think for me, other than Driving Rain, really, I think that it's been pretty consistent overall. I mean, I think it really pains me when so many people, a lot of them fans, say you know oh paul hasn't done anything no whether it, whether it's band on the run whether it's tug of war you know or whatever far they go flaming yeah. pie. some of them will go to flaming pies that's it yep you know yep. and uh, well anyway that's all subjective what can i say i wish they'd spend the time to really seriously listen but here if we're going to go on a, like on a 10 point scale or something right now i've been thinking in terms of, of an eight ish but it's working its way to a nine <laughs> I keep listening next week, so it very well be a nine. It's 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 on its way to another color vinyl. That's what it is for me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was you rated a sucked. green, a yellow. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I wasn't not going to get sucked into that. I said no. I'll buy two or three of them, which I would. 
as a collector. And now I'm like, thank God the, the record is good, really good. Mm. Because I'm, now I really want to get all the colors in my collection almost. My ones I can afford. So it's a, it's a, oh. such a good, a good effort. And it's not one of the things I'll point out. People sometimes ask me on my, on my channel, is it better than Egypt Station, do you think? And to me, I say, I don't know if you would agree, it's kind of apples and oranges. I mean, it's different. It's a different kind of record. Yeah. Uh, like the production-wise and so on. You know, I like to think of it more comparing it as, a, as a, one of the McCartney records, trilogy McCartney, rather than how does it stack up against Egypt Station or New, something like that. Okay. All right. We up. And, uh, well, as for me, I would, I guess I'm, I, I was uh, doing uh, a recording when they was fab uh, last night did a round table and we we awarded letter grades uh, and oh. so I guess I'll go with a letter grade I gave it a B plus uh, but that may change uh, you know right now it's a B plus um, I I think I and then we talked about where we would rank it in the McCartney trilogy and I ranked it second in the in the McCartney with McCartney one being first and then McCartney yeah, three, tough. then McCartney two. That's, that's just, you know, that's me. Um, and I, I definitely connected to this way more than Egypt station. I mean, this one, I just immediately was like, you know, uh, not with all the tracks, but a lot of them, I, I immediately was like, wow, you know, this, this one I, I connect to, um, you know, this, this one, I, I just thought had some great cuts on it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I definitely think one of his, one of his best in the past 20 years, as, as we've been talking about. Um, and, uh, and that might be a future, um, you know, good topic to talk about, like kind of breaking down the McCartney periods. Uh, I, I like that, uh, that idea. We may have to uh, do that in, uh, in a future show. I think that'd be really uh, cool to do. So, so, the wow. The cover has what, grown on me too. And, um, we were saying, I think Tom and I were saying we weren't wild enough. How would you say that on two legs? I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Well, we were discussing it. Yeah, we were discussing the fact that the the the, the cover wasn't, you know. Oh, look at we the color. The we were preferring the back, hmm. you know, to the. <laughs> but but know. I do like the cover now. I think it's grown. I like this to the die on there. Okay. Like so. Yeah, I'd like to see more front covers with Paul's face yeah. on the front cover, especially when nice, they're as good it? as that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so, that's a great shot right there. That says it all. Yeah, yeah. Over the years. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think mm. I think this one is just as good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that shot well. too. Absolutely. So, yep. uh, uh, Ken said he had to sign off. He is absolutely exhausted. Okay. <laughs> so he had to sign off. So we're gonna we'll okay. say goodbye to, uh, for him and everything when we're signing off. But he said to say goodbye to everybody. But um, was but it anyway. something I said? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. It was the old <laughs> no. bit. Thanks a lot, Joe. <laughs> hey, anybody, any, I know, I know we're, we're, we're Oh, we're really like, we got to get going, but uh, any comments uh, quick? Yes, I, yeah, that's what I was going to, oh, yes. Yeah, so, um, boy, I mean, everybody, overall, um, everybody is, you know, really positive um, about this album. And I'm really glad to see that because I didn't see that, um, you know, I, I saw a lot of other comments on Facebook. I don't know about you guys, uh, but oh, I yeah. saw a lot of um negative comments as well i've so, seen mostly positive you, most mostly but there's been some people yep. but you know that the ones that are negative are always come from people who barely have listened 
yeah. listen to it once or twice and then want to yeah. shoot their mouths off about it. And or like had I their said, minds made up anyway. I know a yeah. lot of people like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Edward Sosa said, I liked uh, his vocals on this album. And yeah, yeah, we were talking about his vocals overall were very good on this. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Robert Henry said he liked, uh, he found this album easier to listen to than Chaos and Creation. Um, uh, let's see. He also mentioned he liked this better than he uh, said Egypt Station had great songs and bad songs. He thought this one had all great songs. Uh, let's see. Um, also, our, our friend Joe Mantineo said he found it um, a lot, uh, this a lot easier to listen to than Chaos and Creation. Um, and I should mention, um, I, I was going to give him a shout out because I think you guys saw he sent us a, a review and yeah. he had and I was going to send him a shout out about about um, Sliden that he had also pointed out that uh, he didn't like the vocals. Huh. mixed way down and i was going to point that out when i was giving oh, my review and i was going to slide him <laughs> i didn't mind i didn't mind it either so that's joe, what you were doing I'm, in your I'm previous video right, right? sliding in the snow joe yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, we have a vote uh, for Pretty Boy, that Pretty Boys that they like uh, from Ed. Um, yeah, this was desire. a song I just didn't connect to as much. Hmm. Um, you know, I know that there's been discussion about this that another some like it, some don't kind right. of. Track. That reminds me of early days in a way, an early days type of style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think. Um, but I I enjoy that song. Mm -hmm. Yep. It, it sounded a little. Uh, like it could have been on Flaming Pie in terms of like at the beginning the acoustic yeah. part of it. It kind of reminds you yeah. the, the acoustic guitar part of the the song we were singing. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. heard somebody mention that. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. a good point. So, uh, which is the, also the title of a really good book. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> tell us, Kit. Yeah, it sounds like a short title. Yeah, <laughs> should go on for like. Hundred words. We need hundred <laughs> words. <laughs> okay. Oh, Joseph. Thank you. You're welcome. I was going. I was going to cite you on that earlier, and then we got uh, we got off on another topic. So yes, Strap. that's that's it. Um, and um, so uh, so yeah. So I I haven't seen many comments yet. I asked how um, um, how people would rate. Uh, uh, McCartney three. I haven't seen a lot of comments on that yet. I know that's a that's a really hard thing to do, but you I got to give it some more time. Yeah. yeah, I know that's it is. I just was curious to hear like you know how people were were comparing it to other McCartney albums because as I said, I just was amazed at some of the comments I saw online that you know some of the negative. Not that I think you know oh we should just say everything paul does is on genius level i mean oh, that's not yeah. true right. but i just was amazed at some of the really negative you know and people saying oh it sucks and i were we listening to the same album well, that's not added. It's, I'm, not, I'm not the people mm -hmm. but you know it's like i've said many times how can you judge an album after one or just a few mm. listens everybody it needs several listens i always say listen for a week to two weeks a lot then give yourself a week to two weeks to distance yourself from it. Come back to it. That will be a more accurate reading. Exactly. You know? Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. So 
Yep. Well, we have uh, over 250 comments. Wow. So we will. So we will go back and read them all uh, after after the show. But we got some, you know, a lot of fantastic comments here about songs. Thank that, you that all for like. doing this. Thank you. Yeah, we had a lot Thank of viewers all. tonight. It was really fun. Yeah, this was a great show. We had a lot to talk about tonight. Mm. But between all the news and and uh, and McCartney three, it was a busy <laughs> and we've busy. got another 15 minutes to go yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> exactly and and uh we want to um since this is the last uh show uh of the year we just wanted to um to spend a, a minute uh to a couple of minutes to first of all thank all of you um for watching us we can't tell you how much we appreciate all of your support this year. Uh, you know, you've really helped us grow. We're, we're growing so much in viewers and, uh, and our YouTube channel. Um, you know, we celebrated our 50th show this year and that was such a blast. And all of you, you know, came into the, our Zoom room with us. I, we're hoping to do another event like that again next year, right? Because that was so fun. Well, we had almost 60 people in yeah. there, right? Yeah. Really, it was Something wonderful. like that. It yep. was great. We've got to do that yeah. again. That, we should that do was, that a couple times a year. We should do that. Yeah. For that sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we will definitely do something like that again. We had such a good time and, and really we can't thank you guys enough for, for your support. And, you know, I noticed, Ken, you were, when you were reading the news, you were saying thanks to so-and-so, thanks to so-and-so. Thank mm. you guys so much for sending in your tips, you know, your news bits. I mean, really, we can't do this show without you and, you know, for it, you sending us your your tips um ideas for shows and tips I, this are is always very, appreciated yeah. <laughs> especially this time of year yeah, yeah exactly there's <laughs> a lot no, coming uh, out next year that we need money for so come yeah. on. <laughs> and, and, and you oh, know ideas Lord. don't forget ideas, ideas for, yeah. for future shows things you want to see exactly topics. We would love to hear them. Absolutely. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, and actually a good time to mention, um, you can reach us at uh, talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com, uh, Twitter, talkmoretalk1, uh, the number one. Uh, we also have a website, talkmoretalk.com. Um, and of course, right here on our Facebook page. Uh, and, uh, you know, you can reach us at any of those places. And, uh, you know, we definitely want to hear from you. So we want to thank you. We also want to thank Beetle Ed, yes. who uh, broadcasts actually, uh, you know, most of our shows on oh, uh, yeah. the uh, on Fab Four Radio and uh, mm. all of our individual shows and also this show. So we want to thank Beetle Ed for running our show and, and you know, his his uh, generosity and, and his support. We can't thank Beetle Ed. Thanks, mm. Beetle Ed. Yeah, really. You can't. Uh, you know, we really, really uh, appreciate uh, all his support. We also want to thank our guests. Uh, we just started having guests this year because we've switched to Zoom. So thanks to Dave Morell and Al Sussman, yep. uh, two wonderful guests that uh, we had such a great time having them. We will have more guests. And actually, and Ken Womack kind of did double duty as uh, our, our, fifth, uh, our fifth Beatle. And he also came on as a guest fifth. to talk about his terrific book. Um, and uh, we definitely uh, are planning a lot more great episodes in 2021 and, uh, you know, just uh, plan to have a lot more fun and, and uh, 
great times here. So uh, are there any other people you guys want to want to give shout outs to that? I'm, uh, Just, I'm uh, yeah, I mean, the people that have been there from the beginning, I mean, the, the, the Tom's, the, the Mark's, the Mars, I mean, all of you guys <laughs> that have, you know, been there from from day one that, that have continued to show your support and, and you know, leave those comments, you, you know, leave the emails, Gary, our good buddy, good buddy Gary, I mean, he's I mean, almost every week he leaves us uh, or almost every other show he leaves us a, a, a wonderful email you know saying how much he enjoyed the show so you guys you guys really make this show worth it i mean i mean yeah i mean we can be busy we can be tired when we do this show but then you know to see you guys's comments you know really makes it worth it and uh we wouldn't be here without you you know really and i mean also... we probably still would be here without them but <laughs> <laughs> Nobody be watching. Be talking to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Well, we do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just want to say that um, when I first started getting involved with Beetle Podcast, which was in 2009, who could have predicted how it has exploded the podcast oh, world? And there's wow. there's so many Beetle Podcasts out there, which makes us more appreciative that you guys watching are doing this. You have so many choices to pick yeah. from, and the fact that you've been there and You've been loyal, haven't you? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, we really appreciate that you're here with us because, you know, we love having you here and we love spreading the word about the, the solo Beatles music. Yeah. And if you can, spread it to other people that you know yeah. so that this music catches on. The Beatles had mm -hmm. a whole other life after, uh, after they broke up and they had more success, as I've said many times, as solo artists than any other previous band with each individual member. And that's something that should be repeated over and over and over again and, mm -hmm. and uh, taught to new generations of Beatle fans. John, absolutely. And, uh, and actually, I also want to thank uh, Mean Mr. Mayo's audience that uh, came well, over and gave us a try. You beat me to <laughs> it. But thank, you, thank you, everybody. I appreciate that. I try to, try to share when we have a, a new video that's actually up you know, on YouTube. I, I tell them, hey, you know, check this video out. And a lot of people go over a lot of times. And thanks, everybody, for doing that. And yes, absolutely. if you haven't subscribed, mm. subscribe already to my channel and the Talk More Talk over on YouTube. Absolutely. And also, you know, my show's things we said today and every little yeah. thing, getting yeah. listeners from there to come over here. Absolutely. Tom doing that with two legs. Two legs, yep. So cross-pollinating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful it, yeah. thing. It is. Yeah. And, I, and I just want to say that I'm proud of, of us and because, yeah, I mean, we probably get criticized for not being too critical, but I love the fact I'm that we're me. very, I, I, I love the fact that we're very positive about these, about the catalog. And mm -hmm. there's a lot to be excited about and, and to continue to be excited about because we're still getting yeah. great music, you know, so. But I, but I will be positive folks, if I may say, when it's, when it warrants it, and I will be negative yeah, when it exactly. warrants it. Yeah. So you can always count yeah. on that from Mr. Mayo. Yes, Absolutely. But, but we're not going to be throwing tomatoes at each other, so. No, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. If, yeah. if you want to see people fight, you're, you're yeah, going to have to look elsewhere. Fighting, you know, Sorry, fun. we're, we're the, friends. We can't help it. <laughs> the single most important thing when it comes to criticism is that we're honest. Mm -hmm. yeah. If we all happen to like the same album like we did tonight, we're going to say yeah, yeah. Exactly. there's nothing not wrong with that. Look at Tom. He didn't like the Ringo song. Yeah, yeah Ringo so, song. exactly. So uh, I, I hope gonna... I, I hope I will. <laughs> 
We're going to have to talk to him later after Yeah, well, well, once we're off the air. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens. You're, you're, you're no, so lucky, kidding. everybody. You don't know how uh, lucky you people are. And my mic was was dead. When we talked about this. <laughs> no, no, no. That was, I'm telling you, that was from the heavens above did that. Oh, uh-huh. my God. That was Thank so you, George. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. But uh but but seriously, thank you all. I mean, I feel like we've all kind of formed a community with you guys and and uh we just really enjoy it and and uh and we're you know, we'll definitely be back uh next year and and you know, we wish you all the the happiest of holidays. And before we go, um let us share uh what we have uh coming up. Um and uh We'll just uh, go around and just uh, let you all know what we're up to. So, uh, Tom, how about you? What, uh, all right, what's well, coming up? I, I got it written down here this time, so all I can right. really just speed through it here. Okay. But uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the wonderful Jerry Murata on. Great drummer, great stories from, from working with Peter Gabriel, McCartney, Elvis Costello, Hall & Oates, Orleans. Great, 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 great great stories. Um, we had our own me, Mr. Mayo and a couple friends, Steve and Vinny. We talked about the Up Close show from 92. That was a lot of fun. We just had uh, Anthony Rattuno on the show from the wonderful Glass Onion on John Lennon. We had a great discussion. We're going to do a three-part series. We just did part one on the um, 70s um, friendship of McCartney and Lennon. You know, we talked about their relationship, you know, the lyrics, the, the interviews, the song, you know, we had a really great time. So it was pretty much 69 to about 71 uh, that we talked about that. ranking the tracks we've had a great response from doing that we're really trying to build our YouTube channel right now so that's been a big part of our YouTube channel really being really starting to take off so thank you everybody for joining us for that. Um, exciting news, we just uh, booked Gabe Dixon, who a lot of people know did keyboards on the Driving Rain album. So we're look- really looking forward to talking to someone about that period of Paul's career and then plus Gabe's uh, career as well. Um, did a show with my friendly competitor, Sam Wiles over at Paul mm-hmm. or Nothing. We did a, um, a show on War and Peace, which we took songs from uh, Tug of War and Pipes of Peace, and we just made one album out of it. So we uh, had a lot of fun doing that. Um, we just did our McCartney 3 uh, show with uh, author Luca Parazzi, who a lot of people know yep. did this book right here. And he also gave us an update on what he's got coming out um, for 2021. Very exciting. So you're going to want to watch that. And Ken Michaels and I, we joined our friend mm-hmm. uh, Martin Quibble on his new show, Pods Like Us, which Talk More Talk will eventually be on. And we talked about podcasting. We talked about our favorite uh, Christmas songs. So we had a lot of good fun time with that. And uh, if you want to reach us, it's uh, twolegspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us at twolegspodcast.com where you can find a lot of our YouTube shows. So thank you, everybody. Excellent. Okay. That was pretty fast. Yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty <laughs> as good. fast as, as, as mine. Busy, busy. <laughs> All right, it's like, Joe. It's like my newscast. Yeah, yeah exactly. I need a half yeah. hour just for what two legs is ha- going. have me go first. So I don't, because I, I, so I go two seconds, and no. then I don't feel like I can't follow up with you guys. Oh, Here no. we go. I have nothing to say except that I have a YouTube channel. YouTube channel is called Mean Mr. Mayo, if you don't know by now. Please subscribe. I've written down a few things. I made some videos showing all the various colored vinyl. I'm not going to show it here, but yeah. I saw my videos. Every time I get one of these colored vinyl, I'm sharing them with you. And I talked about the new Get Back sneak preview that we were alluding to earlier. And uh, I'm going to be putting something up soon. It's going to be a 
a video. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. When I was actually searching around store to store, trying to get all these different colors uh, a while ago. I'm going to put that up. I might call it like a Star Trek three thing, like McCartney three, the search for. <laughs> the search I, don't for know, I don't know what I'm going to call it. <laughs> Something like that. And, uh, you know, as Tom already said, I was actually on the two legs podcast, uh, which was, we talked about the up close show, which for those who don't know, that was in uh, 1992, Paul McCartney. December. Uh, uh, kind of like MTV Unplugged, but Up Close was another show. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Right up close to Paul. I won tickets. So check that out on two legs. I was at both those shows. Yeah. Nice. Both of them. Very lucky. Yeah. Wow. Very lucky. Very cool. <laughs> Very lucky. All right, Ken, how about you? Okay. First of all, I just want to say Jerry Murata. I've got to watch that show. Mm. Right? He was he was an interview that I I had the pleasure of interviewing him when I had my show on in New Jersey on WDHA. It was the first time I ever heard about a song called Return to Pepperland. Pepperland right. Oh yeah. The first time I learned about that song mm. was with him and I've got to reconnect with him so I can do an interview with him too, but yeah. I'm looking forward to watching that show. Uh, things we said today, you might know that the show has been on hold for a few weeks because our own Darren DeVivo has been suffering with the coronavirus. Mm. But I'm pleased to say that he's almost 100% recovered. Right. And we are planning to do a session tomorrow on the McCartney 3 album. So uh, the show should be out by Thursday. You can get the show on Podbean, iTunes, and also YouTube. And please, like we've been saying on the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel for that. Um, also, I will have a trivia question on my website tonight, which is very, very timely. Something to do with today's date, as a matter of fact. Um, and that will be going up after we're done with our business here. And uh, that's at KenMichaelsRadio.com. Go to the Beatles trivia and games page for that. I did an interview with Fred Velez, who's known as being a Monkees fan supreme. Mm-hmm. And um, he put out a book several years ago called A Little Bit Me, A Little Bit You. Now he has his follow-up, A Little Bit Me, A Little Bit You, too. What a great title. That's yes, a great idea. very clever what he did there. And um, so that's on my brand new YouTube page, Ken Michaels Radio. We talk about monkeys and Beatles connections and also the history of the monkeys and all the great songwriters that they had on Monkeys Records. So he's the guy to talk to for that. And again, that's at Ken Michaels Radio, my YouTube page. And please subscribe to that too. Um, Paul or Nothing, the podcast with Sam Wiles. I just did a show with him recently. We talked about Paul and our top three reasons why we love him and top three criticisms of him. That recently went up. Um, and like Tom said, that uh, podcast called Pause Like Us. Next to Talk More Talk, the best title. The yep. best title for it's a good. podcast. It's good. That's Ain't good. Nobody that pods like yeah. us. Yeah. And so uh, that's with uh, Martin Quibble and Tom and I. We talk about with uh, some other guests, including yep. Owen, uh, Ling. Owen um, Ling and uh, another guy, Mark, who does a. Dave. Uh, oh, Dave, I'm sorry. Yeah. And we, we all do our own podcast shows. We talk about that, what we love about podcasts, the podcast world, mm. and our top. Christmas songs. You should be very happy, Kit. I put the Jackson 5 in there. Yes. So um, that's a pause <laughs> like us online right now. Mm -hmm. And that's, very that's good. it. Very good. 
All right. And uh, as for me, I uh, just yesterday uh, taped an episode of When They Was Fab uh, with our good friends uh, Ed Chen and Lonnie Pena. Uh, we uh, did a roundtable um, along with another good friend of our show, Ethan Alexanian and uh, Mitch Axelrod, and we talked about, surprise, surprise, McCartney 3, and uh, we had a great time uh, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like. That uh, will be going up probably this week. I think it'll be a two-parter, uh, so uh, just look out for... Uh, that should be on the When They Was Fab Facebook page. I'll put it up on my Facebook page as well. Uh, so I think you'll really get a big kick out of, uh, of our discussion. Um, and uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, um, I will be starting my, uh, my online class, History of Motown, next month, January 28th. There's still time to sign up. Um, I will put up the link again on my Facebook page and our Facebook page as well. Um, it's uh, three sessions, uh, only 50 bucks, so it won't, uh, won't break the bank. I am preparing the course as we speak, so I think you will really enjoy it. Um, it's taking uh, the, the history from the moment that the label was, was founded until present day in terms of you know how the label influenced music even today so i think you will really really enjoy it lots of music lots of conversations so uh so do check that out um and uh you know keep an eye on my facebook page for more details on that and uh i will also mention uh because uh, ken womack had to leave a bit early you can also find out more information about him at his website kennethwomack.com and if you want to follow um about uh, him and his cats you can also find him <laughs> on facebook <laughs> so uh so i think uh i think that's everything it so. was about 15 minutes maybe 16 i was looking at my clock <laughs> okay so I, I was i thought much... i was being way over the top when i no, said that. that was that was pretty much it we <laughs> nailed it all right so well thank you again everybody for joining us um and uh, we all wish you the happiest of holidays and let's all hope for a better <laughs> safer healthy new year so indeed. On, yes. indeed. indeed so on behalf of tom <laughs> joe ken and ken this is kit saying peace and love for 2021 and seize guys, the day and seize the day see you guys and next year bye same time next year <laughs> Talk.